This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. There were rumors this week that Danzig's social media was hacked, but it turned out to be a hoax. I had my social media hacked one time. Someone logged in, and liked a bunch of dog pics and ball stretching tutorials. Never did figure out who did that. Nice looking balls though. Anyway, it's now time for the Metal Injection Livecast. Confirmed, Rob has good looking balls. Why that that wasn't me. I never uh, looked up any ball oh, stretching tutorials. I don't need a tutorial. You're the one that published this. <laughs> well, that is the tutorial. <laughs> yeah. right. it many it, times. It was clearly Rob <laughs> showing Tutored how me. he Wait, well how do you <laughs> who's ball wait? You don't have balls to stretch. How could he tell Doesn't you? Doesn't she? How do you know that? Yeah, it could why, be her partner's balls. Yeah. But then that does Rob know how to stretch other he only knows how to stretch your own balls. I know. So, oh, I mean I, I I'm sure you could apply the self stretching techniques yeah, to another person. Know. Stand right. behind him, maybe. I mean it's just <laughs> out, like out of curiosity. Just like just, explaining what because, to do and what not to do. Yeah, like, like what direction, right. how much when do you know? Yeah, like, it's not like it's I like my, my my balls punch. By the way, I love that we're starting with this. <laughs> El Dutorino says at least that hacker put his personal phone number on the page. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old joke. If you're a newer yeah. listener, Rob gave his number out on the air once, and it's in the archive. Yeah, when I was trying to give out our live call-in number, <laughs> which had the same <laughs> prefix at the time, I accidentally, because I was... Very stoned. Uh, yeah, that's what it decided was. Decided to, uh, or accidentally slipped and actually gave my actual phone number. Uh, just, you know, when you're not paying attention and <laughs> calling off numbers. Sure. It, it happens. happens. You're also doing a lot of things while you're doing the show, I want to say, uh, just behind the scenes a little yeah. bit. Uh, and the number to dial is 213-943-3688. <laughs> What's so funny, Noah? The multiple things that you're doing is you're juggling balls. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Louise. I leave my balls alone during the broadcast. I don't believe a, that for a second. We have a caller, 920. Oh, good. You're on the middle of the Hello, 920. Can you hear us? Mm. He's stunned by all the ball stretching talk. It might be us, actually. It might be us. Okay. Um so let me uh, mute my mute my computer. Let me try to reconnect, <clears throat> and then maybe they could hear us. And this is an example of Rob doing multiple things while he's talking. I like balls. <laughs> it's true. But Danzig's. Uh, oh my god! Da- well, that it was, was fake. So f- okay, so do you know the backstory to that? Because I feel like <laughs> that it's like everything that we've talked about on the live cast. I just like the fact that you posted that it was a hoax, and yet every day since, somebody has posted to our social medias about this story. <laughs> like, you're getting lamb-goated on our social medias every fucking day. <laughs> it's amazing. Go on. Uh, but the post itself was hilarious. Uh, I don't know. Right, even though it's not real. It's yeah. a very funny parody. And I did buy it for about a second. So was it a parody Facebook somebody made or wh- yes. where did? Okay. Yeah, well, it's not. So from what I, somebody created a profile uh, for Glenn Danzig, like okay. like a not like a page, an actual person profile. Okay, and uh, just I mean, if you look at just kind of mocking the guy, uh, has Danzig commented on it? No, because. I think then it would have been deleted because Danzig doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> so, I mean, like, did he find out that somebody did that? He doesn't know what Facebook is yet. Yeah, 
Well, Danzig is very protective of his uh, social media. Uh, you know, w one thing when I post news, I will tag the page of the artist whose news I'm posting. He gets the, the notification and thinks it's a virus. And burns his <laughs> no, actually, but what, he has turned off the ability to tag his page his facebook page on other posts okay. yes well, so like no, what no other pages do you think he's he did that himself or he told somebody to do that he didn't yeah do i mean that i don't even know how to I do that i want to think that dan's sitting there <laughs> no way. with his he's old crt yeah. monitor he spilled his prune juice on going through all the settings. it happened by accident <laughs> does he have kids because i feel like that's something he would enlist his kids to do that's a good question does he have kids i don't think he does dan's like a family man he's got cats we know that those are his kids Maybe he, the cats were just walking all over his keyboard and they yeah. activated that. Is he, sure. is what he, do you think sheds more, him or the cats? <laughs> well, that's, maybe that's why he wears those, those stupid mesh t-shirts to catch all the hairs. The hairs that he sheds fill in the holes oh, and it becomes a regular shirt. Those were never shirts to begin with. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Play tennis over that fucking thing. <laughs> he just molts and it becomes a shirt. Yeah, but you would think he would have a lot of kids because he was the king of getting Punani back then. But was he really? I, Maybe that well, was yeah. just like the persona. He definitely, um, I feel, projected that. Yeah, all Knowingly, sure. though. I yeah. mean, so you're saying it was a front, possibly. Yeah. He was a little guy with big dick energy. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert on big dick energy. Do you I think know. he had? I don't. I think he wanted to portray big dick energy, but I think if you're trying to portray that, that means by definition you don't actually have it. Yeah, I always go back to that that video of the shirtless uh, mm, candlelit with the books and the... <laughs> going over his extensive mm -hmm. library of uh, mysticism. Like to read. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nerd, this, is my, fucking nerd. this is my book about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> and he just seems so naughty and like, like a little schoolboy charm. Like, Coming. aren't I bad? I have Nazi books. <laughs> Coming to my boudoir. <laughs> I'm a lycanthropophile. <laughs> oh my God. That's a word, right? Okay. Yeah, it was in that book that you read. <laughs> what? The Canterbury Tales. <laughs> He I'm thought that was about eggs. Ah! He was very disappointed when he started reading it. He's like, where's the creep filling already, man? This is a fucking ripoff. Oh, that's Cadbury? All right. <laughs> My bad. Yeah! Well, so here's the, the fake message. Derek, could you read it in, in the Dan it? Danzig voice? Okay. <clears throat> I was hacked. Anything that was posted in the last month <laughs> was not me. Here's, uh, here's where it gets good. I don't smoke weed. I don't eat hot dogs. And I definitely don't eat my own cum. <laughs> when I fled the when I find a piece of shit that did this and I will, they will pay the ultimate prize. When, yeah. I, when I read that I thought for sure Rob must have been involved because of the cum eating thing. I'm like, that's a live cast reference, right? Who or cares? yeah, like a yeah, live cast fan yeah. doing it. Was it the Googler? Is that his new act? He just does fake Facebook pages for musicians. <laughs> Sit on those backgrounds. Oh, God. Makes me cringe. Can we just hear everyone? I'm going to play this again. Just hear Sid's back. Just isolate Sid's background vocals. Oh, 
so bad. I think he did a great job. I will say I was trying to sound like I wasn't trying. Yes. But now in hindsight, I wish I had actually just tried because that was just as cringy and needs context. <laughs> you were like you were like dancing, trying to act like he's yeah, that's right. I was trying to do that big voice energy. I was faking it. You got it, Rob. I got it. Okay. So we can take calls. We can take calls. Two and three wide nut. Please call back. Danzig, if you're listening, I'm going to clarify this whole situation. Maybe you got a Google alert. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I was going to say, there's no way he knows how to hear a podcast in real time, but he probably Googles himself constantly. So maybe somehow. He has somebody play it to him out of a boombox. <laughs> Do you think that everybody knows how to listen to podcasts these days? No. Like, have we not reached everybody. that level? Well, maybe no. a lot of people uh, do, but not I'm... 67-year-old uh, celebrities, though. Hmm. The other day I was walking have, I'm sorry. I... They have an assistant that can just do it for them. Or sure grandkids? Yeah. But do they understand the concepts of a podcast? Probably not. They just like, think it's like radio on the internet. Yes. That's basically it. I don't. Uh, people probably don't have the energy to explain it any further to them, so you just leave it at that. That is what I usually tell people mm-hmm. we do here, is that it's a radio show. And then they go, mm-hmm. where is it on? And I say, the internet. It's easier than, oh. you know. A podcast. Yeah. podcast. Because yeah. then podcast. Oh, what, so what, what, where do I get it? You know, and all this. I know a lot of old people. Why are you looking at me? Because you were saying something before about you were walking or something, and then... Oh. Weren't you? Nice oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, I was just walking, and I saw, like, on the side of a building, I saw an ad for Spotify for, like, a podcast that's coming out. I was like, wow, I don't think I've I've seen a, an ad for a podcast yeah, on a, like I have, a billboard ad. I have for specifically Spotify, like, for Amy Schumer's podcast on Spotify. Oh. They're trying to push in their podcast. You a big fan of that one, Rob? <clears throat> listen to all the episodes? I have not listened. I listen to some. Is it good? It's okay. I don't know. She I, had I Frankie Palmieri on you? <laughs> <laughs> they were quoting things from his podcast. Oh, she's fucking stealing music, our act again. Amy Schumer always stealing shit. And she actually yeah. had his music bed underneath. <laughs> no, Amy was hers first. <laughs> all right, where'd that be? <laughs> That's the title of Amy Schumer's next special. Yeah, I was going to say, that's something I have in common. He's opening I still her. can't figure out what it is Louis C.K. did wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it blows my mind that he's not still podcasting. Well, let's see. What went wrong? We, we checked, like, two weeks ago, so let's see if he still has one. All right. The, what was the last one? He was stuck on 14, right? Something like that. Okay. Uh, Wait, do you mean podcast like, number or his age? Mental age yeah. and podcast. Yeah. I like that uh, we're like the source for Frankie Palmieri <laughs> podcast <laughs> news. I genuinely like that. I do want to want to mention, by the way, we have a very special guest going to be calling into the show uh, in, in a few moments. <clears throat> his name is Keith Buckley. He is uh, promoting the new album from The, the Damned Things. And, of course, he is... Uh, the front man for Every Time I Die as well. Oops, sorry. Frankie, get out of here. <laughs> sorry, Rob. We're going to have him in a few moments. Uh, so that should be really... Okay. Really, really cool. I just want to say... Breaking news. Frankie Palmieri's 15th podcast has dropped. Oh! Repeat, Frankie Palmieri's 15th podcast has dropped. Let's see what it's about. Another short blabbering of shout-outs. Good vibes. 
Uh, <laughs> what I'm excited about in 2019, and all over good dude mood, plus other mind sludge. Oh, he always has to have. He has to have that little. T- it's like his thing. Oh, it's like and more. Right. It's, but it, but it's always has to be a clever it's like, like fake self-deprecation. Yeah. Brain dropping. You know, like so. Yeah. The, I think the fans yeah. now expect that from him. He yeah. right. has to live up to it. Like just because you list three things in the summary, people know that there's like other content filling right. up that 50 minutes. Brain excrement was the last one. Brain sludge. Brain excrement. Brain excrement. Not really your bad. source for Frankie Palmieri podcast description analysis. <laughs> number ten was brain juice. What? Uh, number nine was and more. He didn't. He oh, wow. Eight was more brain droppings. Brain droppings. Seven human life musings. Uh, Six was uh, more Earth world observations. Five was plus a lot more mouth sludge, not brain sludge. He had strep that week. <laughs> brain sewage. Life gibberish. Useless life gibberish. That's the most honest one. <laughs> More aimless musings. And the first episode was... Uh, uh, well, it's actually not It's not a tag at the end. It's just, welcome to the podcast of Metalcore's most controversial vocalist, as he shares stories of the mundane, sage-like nuggets of wisdom and critiques of a damaged existence. Mm. <laughs> It's so deep. So goth. <laughs> the fuck up. Uh, Dumb fuck. Let's go find him and beat him up right now. Rob, uh-huh. lead the way. Let's attack him. I'm over it. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That's right, Rob? I'm good. I'm good. I was just a little distracted with. Yeah. Uh, you were just struggling your balls. Production. Get it. <laughs> I was not. I was not. I do not touch my balls during the broadcast. You've never. Are your balls stretched? Maybe I've like scr- scratched them or like it, but I'm not. Through the pants, so you reach all the way in there. No, through, through skin. I would not reach in. So you've I'm never not. touched your genitals during the show, like skin on skin? Correct. You're looking me in the eye. You're swearing. Swear on Bobka's yes. life. I swear on Bobka's life. Wow. Right? Somebody, about... some listener's probably going to go back in the archives and find a moment when you said you were touching your li- actual dick. How about in front of us? Uh, but the show hasn't started yet. Done that one? No, no. I don't have any interest. It's not like I constantly need to. Deuterino. Uh You're going to have to figure this out because Bobka's life is at stake right now. Mm, what? Stake. How would he figure it out? He listens to the show. If you've touched yourself, you probably mentioned it on the show. Why would I mention it? Because you're that kind of guy. You're an oversharer. Okay. I mean, well, I'm sure this just doesn't exist because no. I would not. Well, Bobka's <laughs> going to die if you're wrong, so I okay. hope you're happy. Stop. Well, no, it's just I feel if confident he's wrong. that it's not happening. Yeah. It's not going to happen, yeah. so that's cool. fine. But you really interesting. I feel confident it's not going to sound like if you were lying, you're Wait really a minute. she's going to drop Excuse me. <laughs> no. Have you never scratched your ass during the show? That's not what I asked, though. That so is that's, not what, that's also, kind of like touching his genitals. Also, uh, <laughs> uh, I, would not, I have not scratched anything uh, <laughs> under my stomach, or like above my stomach for that matter, skin on skin. You never reach in your shirt? A little scrape. I feel like we've seen your nipples. You've, and you must <laughs> Did have scraped them. <laughs> Rob, where were your nuts and how itchy were they on the night of January 25th? <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> 
What an inquisition this is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like on Rob, but this is like a little disturbing. You should go back to like fixing stuff. Also because it's internet. completely baseless. It's like, what? what? It's not like you guys caught me in the act of doing anything that would lead to this sort of questioning. Really? Why would you, you think off this? at work. No. You have whacked off at work. Yes. All right, so there you go. <laughs> Once or twice. So this is an even more casual environment than that. So what's no, to stop you? But also, I did that like 15 years ago. So or whatever. So libido is not you the have same. way less inhibitions now. You don't. You have less to lose. I don't. You're older even, and closer to death. I've mentioned <laughs> on the show, like I've kind of stopped masturbating for the most part. Because you're just so, no. busy rubbing yourself during the show, and you edge the whole rubbing. time. Rubbing. No, that's still that's still masturbating. No, only if you complete. In my eyes, it's, it's not on, masturbation it's if you don't come. What is it? Then, if you're you're touching your back. Only if you so masturbation, masturbation is in your eyes. Huh? It's only if you masturbation <laughs> in your eyes. So I wear these glasses. What do you think? Oh, I have okay. vision problems. No, I might help. It, you, you you need to finish for it to be successful masturbation. Otherwise, you're just like massaging yourself or some shit. Mm. Touching. I disagree. Yeah. I, I'm with Rob on this one. I think if you, yeah, it, it, you can masturbate without completing it. Yeah, it's still masturbation. Well, like, still do masturbation. you? Well, uh, not that. Yeah, maybe, maybe you got interrupted or something. Mm. All right. How about this? If you're touching yourself with the intent of completion, it's masturbation. I agree. But if you're just like fiddling Edging with is it, masturbation. No, I think not. Not in my mind. No, I don't. I agree with Sid in this one. Yeah. I think if you, yeah, if you're trying to stimulate yourself, that's well, edging is stimulating yourself. It's just not to completion. Agreed. So, Agreed. so then that would be masturbation. But just idly like having your hand on your cock when you're sitting around watching TV is not masturbation. No, I, I, I would also just I feel like you, the penis would have to be erect for it to be counting okay. as masturbation. But I would say even if you had a chub, <laughs> even if you just rested your hand on it and weren't stimulating yourself, that would not be masturbation. Yeah, because then it's But like, if you're fondling like... it, even post-chub, that is creeping into masturbation territory. All right, that one I'll say is a gray area and it's not clearly defined. So then Al Bundy was masturbating on TV well, every Sunday night? Well, I don't know night. that he was necessarily... He was in pant, but he uh -huh. was not necessarily... Yeah, I think he was just separating... Right, he was just separating the belt yeah. from his, yes. his body. In what fact, if his fingertips were touching it? If you look bit. carefully at a still of that of him doing that, his hand is barely inside his waistband. Mm. It's no no way he's unless he's got a twelve inch cock that it's. I believe that from, from from Ed O'Neill. You think he has big dick oh, energy? For but sure. Ed O'Neill yeah. or, or Al Bundy. Though. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, but Al Bundy, I would not. So say. we're saying the character did the character have a foot long dick or just the actor himself? I would say well, Peg seems to enjoy sex with him, and he never wants to do it. So yeah. maybe he's probably at least gifted and sexually. Maybe he doesn't have a big cock. But I mean, he was her only option, so maybe she just—it's better. It's a Iron Sheik better than nothing situation. Yeah, that's possible. But I don't, uh, I don't know. But she's not like Al's completely turned off yeah. to her. Yeah. So she could have. She's pretty sad. Way. She was pretty foxy. That was a big. Well, I think no, it's more that he's just sick of it. He's, he's over sick it. of life. Just he's so like, much. When I have sex with you, we have these horrible kids. So I never thought that. I never thought her, she was as Peg Bundy very attractive. I didn't think she was unattractive. Like, well, they were trying to sort of make her look like a tacky mess, but you right. could tell yeah. that it was an attractive woman. But right? you could be a tacky her mess. Her body was attractive. attractive. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I mean, I, I don't hair. want to sit here and trash Katie Seagal. I just didn't find her like whoa, like that. So no, hot. Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, she was competing with Christina Applegate, so that was a tough fight to win. But 
She was appetizing for a young Sydney. <laughs> she was the appetizer, and Christine Applegate mm-hmm. was the entree. Main course. She's got a food in her name, so it works. And Bud Bundy was the dessert. Oh. No. <laughs> Him and Katie Seagal hooked up, right? Wasn't that, that true? Really? That came right, yeah, that they fucked. What? I didn't yeah, know. Like, talked like about while that, like, Married after... with Children was happening, like on so. set? Yeah, I believe so. Was either of them involved or someone else? Was this? I don't remember that much. Yeah, I just remember she like married a, to a producer. Like, well, she that, is now. I don't think yeah. she was then. Okay. That was a long time ago. Thirty years ago, that show started. Mm-hmm. More actually. She's with the guy who did um, Sons of Anarchy, right? Oh, That's yeah, her yeah. husband. Mm-hmm. That's why she was so prominently featured in that show. That was like '87. That show came on. Right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Jeez, thirty-one years ago. Crazy. Sunday night lineup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, like other than Married to Children and The Simpsons, was Herman's Head? Herman's Head. Tracy Ullman. Herman's Head came on a little later. It wasn't in the original. Hmm. It was just weird how they all shared actors. Not Married to Children, but like Herman's Head had Simpsons people. Tracy Ullman aired The Simpsons on it first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tracy Ullman was great. Yeah. Did you watch her HBO stuff? I sort of stopped Uh, after the Fox show. a, A little of it. I didn't watch it like religiously, but so I think I've seen clips only. My mom loved Tracy Ullman, so I always view it as like mom television, and I never watched it after. I can see that, because, but it kind of—it's still good. She was always very proud that Tracy Ullman was Jewish, which I don't even know if that's true, but my mom always insisted. She, she probably no secretly wanted you to marry her as a young boy. <sighs> also, is that like really a, a stretch for like, oh wow, a TV personality is Jewish, but a British one? She looks like a Jew? like a Cossack washerwoman kind of. <laughs> Episode title. (laughs) Tracy Ullman, the Cossack Washerwoman. That's her new Bravo series. (laughs) I'm looking up if she's Jewish now. Uh, Oh, the first response was Tracy Ullman angers Jeremy Corbyn fans with anti-Semitism sketch. Oh. Mm. Oh, I guess she did a sketch like... About him being anti-Semitic? Yeah, making okay. fun of him for being anti-Semitic. But... Those British people are weird. But they're beefs. Mm-hmm. They're British beefs. She's not Jewish. Oh, man. Do I even tell my mom this no, now? My, in her old age, I, I mean, you would love that. Well, well let's, but for you, let's dissect yeah. this. Something she would doesn't need to know. But you like inflicting pain on your parents. Yeah, but I don't know. This might be a bridge too far even for okay. me. All right, then I would is... say no. Because what, what difference does it make yeah. in the scheme of things? Maybe if if my mom outlives Tracy Ullman, maybe when Tracy Ullman dies, I'll tell my mom, oh, you know. Bah, 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 you bah, should bah. act like you just found out because yeah. her obituary came out. <laughs> like, oh, she wasn't even Jewish. How do you like St. Patrick's. And that way she can curse her living soul. The mm. Curse her grave. Yeah. That's nothing. <laughs> That's she's dead anyway. What was my childhood even? It's based on a lie. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Uh, by the way, uh, the government did something good. Oh, really? Recently. What? They deemed the Satanic Temple a religious organization. Ah, yes. Is that federal? Federal, yes. The IRS is the governing body that approves that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and they said that the status allows them now to uh, 
have these battles where people want, you know, like the Ten Commandments displayed in a public space. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because they're also a religious organization, they're like, well, hey, equal, uh, you got to have equal representation of religions. Yes. So we want something obscene, which I mean, I like this is this is the way to do it. Yes. You know, like, uh, oh, there are these rules about religion, which are completely unfair. Turn the system around on them and use it legally. Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm all about the satanic temple. And to clarify, the satanic temple is not the Church of Satan. Yes. The, it's the, a joke. Like they're, they say, it's not a joke, but it's like uh, they don't believe in Satan. They're atheists. It's right. an atheist organization uh, to disprove. Uh, it's not dis- disproving the existence, but to counter religious. <laughs> to counter uh, religious encroachment into civil rights. Yes. Thank you. So I think is great. they have our seal of approval. And, and where is their moral barometer, Rob? It, well, Steve Harvey would say it, it is low, but I would argue. No, they don't. No, Steve Harvey would say they don't even have a moral. Yeah, <laughs> they're right. from a different galaxy. Yes, they're incapable of yeah. determining right or the wrong. Bar- the barometer on their jet has been busted. Right. So, unlike me, Steve Harvey, who has a moral barometer, but chooses the wrong thing every time <laughs> in disagreement with what the barometer says. <laughs> you know, I wish I could hear that commercial. Do you remember the, the commercial oh, yeah. for the moral barometer? Oh. Uh, well, hopefully I can. Not grant now, you like sh- at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I can do. I don't have any hands. Is there anyone that can make my wish come true? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played that in so long. You know what I wish? I wish uh, that we had something. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Every now and then, I need to just hear this to <laughs> pump me up. <laughs> the tallest buildings in the world. It, well, that kind of looks the same, right? What? He said the tallest buildings in the world, but it just don't look the same. But the buildings look the same, right? Like, Not the World Trade Center, right? That's true. But I uh, like also the, there's just like the high rises now, the gross high rises. So it doesn't look. There the were gross high rises wasn't that there before. I mean, I guess no, but there's grosser there. ones. Yeah, true. Like the one on like like, in, like for example, in the village now, there's all those mm. really out of place. Yeah, uh, high rises when it was all just like traditional buildings in the past, so they really stick out. But he, but you're I right. Miss the old New York. He's using the. He's using the high tallest buildings in the world as a selling point of how it used to be. So you can't really say, oh, now there's high rises. Now the, the buildings are even taller. Now there's even taller buildings that are the tallest buildings in the world. Dipshit. I feel like he's a boondoggle motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like Abu Dhabi has the tallest buildings in the world now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Either that or Hong Kong. They keep battling with each mm-hmm. other. Which it's like. Great. Eventually, they should have them so it's like two dicks touching. Like they (laughs) are so tall that they can tip over and touch. I think there is like buildings that have like a bridge between them that's like a foreskin. (laughs) They kind of curve into each other. They're docking. Oh, why? I made it. Yes. The part about the two penises touching. That's that's completely innocent and beautiful. But when you put foreskin into it, ugh, yeah, disgusting. Fucking hot on. <laughs> it's, it's fucking it's true. <laughs> what is that? Oh, that was not my balls, for the record. No. That was me squirting. Oh. Oh, oh wow, you're very excited. 
Uh, probably excited for our guest coming up. <laughs> oh, Keith, that's a Keith Buckley that's... of The Damn Things. And every time I die, of course. Uh, but The Damn Things just put out a new album, High Crimes. Oh, how do you feel about that? Oh. I enjoyed it. <laughs> It's a great album. It's a good album. It's very, very catchy. Like a great and produced by Jay Rustin. Mm-hmm. We just found out. It's a great rock record. And he's up now. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna get him on the line. You can be on the line with Keith Buckley. Will you ask him if he hacked at Danzig's uh, Facebook? That should be the first question. Yes. But it wasn't really Danzig's. But what if he admits to it anyway? Maybe he did something else wrong. You never no. know. Where you catch him. <laughs> if he says no, just hang up. <laughs> All right, we're going to have Keith on the line. You could be on the line and ask Keith a question. All you got to do is dial 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. Let's get Keith Buckley on the line. We're dialing. Hello. Hello, Keith. It's Rob. Hi, Rob. Thank Hi. you uh, for being here on the Mental Injection Livecast. I'm here with a few friends. I have Noah, Hello. Sid, hey. and Darren. That's me. Hey guys, what's up? So we're talking about. I can hear. I can hear myself echoing. I don't know if that's. No, I, we're I can also just ignore myself. Yeah, you're fine on our end. So. Okay. Uh, so just suffer through, <laughs> if you can. Um, I, I I'll ignore myself like other people ignore me all the time. Okay, that's easy. <laughs> the album is called High Crimes. It is your second mm-hmm. album with the Damn Things. It's been nine years yeah. since the first album. Yeah. And uh, it's a, I, I know you guys have all been busy. It's it's not like this is the main gig. Uh, I really, I, by the way, I love the record. It's, it's very, very catchy. Thank you very much. And uh, it's really, really fun. And I found myself, like, as, as I finished the record, I just went back and, like, just listened to it a whole other time. And it, it just it was like, yeah, these are great, awesome. great tunes. Uh, my first question I was wondering is, like, like, whose band is it? I know, obviously, it's a collaboration, but... Did someone have the idea to start and kind of bring other people yeah. in? Yeah, I, I would say it's Joe's. I, I, um, he, he kind of spearheaded him from, from, the, from the beginning. I mean, he was the one that called me to be in the band in the first place, and he was the one that kind of got the, the, the gears lubed up to, to do the second one. So um, he's very much in charge, and it's his, uh, it's his baby. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I mean, he's definitely got a vision, and... Uh, it is a collaborative effort, but you know, there's a lot of times where we'll just be like, Joe, we just we trust you implicitly. So if that's something you want to do, then let's let's work on it. So was he the one that made the call to get the band back together to reunite the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He uh, he called he called me first, and then to make sure I was on board, and then uh, we started you know reaching out to everyone else. Um, well, not everyone else. There's different members now, so we. We didn't reach out to certain members. We reached out to new members instead. So, <laughs> but yeah, we had a different we had a different idea for it this time. But it was um, more in line with what we all thought it should be. So, yeah, I, I, at the first sign at the first sign of any any sort of friction, uh, we were just like, okay, this it can't go this it can't go forward this way. We have to um, we have to recruit some new members. I got you. I got you. And, and it is a really, really good rock record. And something that, I, that we've been talking about on the show in the last few weeks with a few of our guests is like the absence of rock in pop culture. Like there's all these movies coming out now, like the Queen biopic and Motley Crue about how like rock mm-hmm. was the biggest thing 
before, but like you don't you don't really see that now. And and you've been making rock music now for for quite a while, and and getting yeah. some attention. But like, what do you think it is where there's that disconnect in in the like mainstream mainstream pop culture with it? Um, I just think that it's not something that um really uh you can sort of glance at uh i i guess like temporarily where i think pop music is very easy to sort of digest and then sort of spit out on the other end whereas uh rock music becomes you know a, a lifestyle and it's you know it's almost like a riding a harley or something you know what i mean where it's like you kind of when you get in it you're in it and you have to you have to be fully in it you can't just sort of uh, pass through you can't be a tourist in it really so um, I think that the pop music is definitely a lot easier for people who are not, uh, I don't know, willing to invest a lot of time into music can can sort of just kind of put on the radio and, and sing along and get, get a stuck in their head and support when they want to support and not support when they want to. But I think that there just hasn't been a, 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 a rock band in a while that's gotten the attention of everyone where uh, we were all sort of willing to come together and say, like, yeah, this is this is like a new phase in, in culture and, and we're all going to kind of stand behind it and you know i guess i guess whether you like it or not it's that greta von fleet band is probably the closest i've seen in a very long time to a lot of people sort of standing behind a rock band yeah uh before that i would maybe say the darkness i know like was a really um identifiable band that you, you know the fans sort of kind of knew who each other were and things like that but um i don't know i mean it's it's i feel like Hardcore does that all the time. You know, hardcore is still doing that, but it's just not on a grand scale. Whereas rock music is, is hard, pretty much hardcore for the masses, I guess. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Gotta, how much time you're willing to devote to it? A lot of great points there. I, I agree completely. And I think another thing too, I feel with the rock world, when there is a band like Greta Van Fleet, uh, there's like a, a lot of people that are very quick to kind of tear down the success as opposed to just kind of root for it and realize that oh it's it's good for everyone if if, if they succeed you know i see that with like bands like ghost I, as I well. totally agree yeah yeah i totally agree i, I think it is really good and I'm, i was very surprised to, to see you know the record sales and i mean because if people are buying that record that means they're that means they're buying rock records you know right, and yeah, that's exactly. good for bands like us so and so I, th I think what's cool with the damn things is you guys are also uh, hitting the road and, and you guys have all May, you're going to be all over the country. Uh, yeah. And uh, did you guys tour uh, on the first record or is this your first touring? Situation? We did a little bit. I, I don't know. It was kind of, you know, we were really trying to find our footing on that first one um, and, and discover who we were and where we fit in. And mm -hmm. we're put into a lot of strange situations that uh, felt incongruous okay uh the felt kind of uh you know it, it didn't really feel natural for us um but we kind of knew that it, you know you had to play the game i guess if you're a new band and people are sort of touting you as a super group you gotta <laughs> you know you gotta get out there and like prove that you're you're actually you can play live so um a lot of that was hard to go through and um you know there were times when you're like well okay we can either kind of just double down on on this and and act like this is really who we are or we can sort of maybe take a little break and go back to the drawing board and, and figure out what we want from it and hopefully we all you know circle back and luckily we did so i mean we were just talking about this today at practice the, the last show we ever played 
we were in New York City, and uh, we were supposed to have three more dates, and a hurricane hit the city, and the, we had to cancel the rest of the tour, and everyone just kind of flew home, and that was it. <laughs> and then we just never, that was, I mean, really, there was never, like, a conscious decision that, that it said, now ah, we're, we're done with the band. It was just sort of, like, hurricane shut it down. We had no wind in our sails. Everyone sort of went home with their tail between their legs and uh, licked their wounds for a while, and now we're back. Yeah, and I'm glad, because, again, like, I, I thought... Uh, the album you guys put out uh, was really good. Now, when you got back together, how long did it take uh, to write the album? And did you guys write it all at the same time, or was th were things already written before you came into the studio? Um, so, yeah, Joe Joe had a lot of stuff already written as far as riffs go, um, but this was 2015 or 16 when we first actually started talking about it. And like, okay, let's, let's trade some, some riffs and some lyrics and stuff. So, uh, in 2016... He and I started emailing back and forth of like, you know, here's a riff. All right, here's an idea for a melody over it. You know, going back and Joe would arrange things and send them back. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it took a while, but I think Joe, Joe and I work really well together. Even if we're not physically together, we just sort of have a lot of the same ideas and we work kind of, yeah, I mean, he's definitely inspiring to me. So um, uh, being with him and, and making music with him just like felt really good and natural and we did it really kind of fast i mean considering we were never really in the same room um but uh then i would fly out and record when i could and you know there would just be drum samples and tracks and things that andy hadn't even done live yet so we kind of pieced pieced it together over the course of those four four years three, three years i see yeah and you know yeah. joe and andy i mean they're in they're in fall play they're like a huge huge band yeah. Uh, but you, you've known those guys forever. You know, you guys have been friends forever. So, uh, like, I don't think that must be weird. But was there any point in the band's existence where you, like, turned to your side and you're like, I'm in a band with fucking Scotty in from Anthrax? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's all been very surreal. I mean, the whole thing, I, I remember, the, you know, the, the first time I was in a room with him and, you know, they had all sort of recorded a track already and I went in and, and I think the track was um, what would become ironic class of the last the first record and i did it and it was like i thought it felt like an audition i was nervous to see as a young kid but um i don't know now yeah i mean it's still awesome but uh i'm just kind of i've known him for a long time so i'm comfortable and now we're you know at right. point now yeah, i yeah. feel okay joking around <laughs> right right it's, it's the rapport is much better now that you've kind of got to know totally. each other yeah uh awesome um, but yeah i mean he's still an icon he's still an idol too so it's it's always strange joking you know, when friends from back home, like, what is he like? It's like a guy, he's like a guy that plays guitar in a band. I mean, it's, you know, it's, he's just, uh, he's a little more famous, but he's fucking <laughs> right. awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, in your other band, Every Time I Die, uh, your guitarist, mm -hmm. Andy Williams, has a, he has a side project as well of, of being a, a kick-ass pro wrestler and uh, yeah uh it's pretty awesome i've seen him do a bunch of stuff i saw him wrestlemania weekend like beat the shit out of another dude it was pretty pretty cool how, how do you feel about that as seeing your guitarist doing all this pro wrestling stuff it's just so it's so crazy but it's it, it's it gives me seeing him do that gives me more hope than anything has ever given me because I, when you get to around 40 years old you feel like your your life is kind of all right i've done all the shit i wanted to do now it's time to start slowing down maybe start a family maybe you know i don't know work a little less and 
smarter, not harder sort of thing. And, um, you know, usually people my age and his age, we're not marketable. You know, nobody's coming to find us and, and, you know, give us a career, a new career. But he just, he just like turned it up another notch at 40 years old and entered a new phase. And it's like, dude, I mean, you're, you're only as old as you feel. And he is like killing it. I can't believe it. And after the life he's led of living in a van and playing hardcore music, it's not like, he was, you know, working out, or you know, just like waiting to waiting to wrestle his whole life. He's been <laughs> he's been very tough on himself for these entire, you know, these forty years. Yeah, I, I just can't believe he's doing it, but it's awesome. Uh, I agree, and I think it's cool. Like he doesn't. It's not like he's trying to make it to WWE. Not that he would turn it down, but he's just trying to go out and have some fun. And, and it's it's been awesome to see the yeah. success he's had uh, just doing that. Yeah, and it's the same sort of mindset of you know of a hardcore kid of just like look, I, this is what I love to do. I don't need to make a ton of money off it as long as I can get gas to the next town and have lunch. And you know what I mean? It's like I'm I'm doing it, and he's totally happy with that. It's really awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, thank you so much, Keith, for for hanging out with us hey, here on the show. My pleasure. Uh, thank you for uh, letting me talk about the record. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, the the band, of course, is. The Damned Things. The album is High Crimes. It is excellent. Pick it up now and see them on the road all May. Yeah, with Crowbot and He is Legend. Yeah, the tour starts tomorrow in L.A. at the Whiskey. Nice little venue Mm. to play. Then I fly to Mexico to play one show with Every Time I Die, and then fly back to Florida to meet up with The Damned Things. It's a a hectic few days for me. Nice. (laughs) Nice. It's the rock and roll lifestyle. You got to do it. You got to do it. Awesome, Keith. It's like, it's like the mob. Once you're in, you can't get out. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> cool, man. Well, we're going to let you go. Thank you so much, and, and have a great night. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right. That was Keith Buckley. Lovely fella. Yeah. Sweetheart. Total peach. Very yeah. affable. Yeah, he's really entertaining. Yeah, well, honestly, I think he was like the second or third interview I ever did. Really? In mental injection. Yeah. Uh, and I still remember the interview very you vividly. Do? What do you remember about uh, it? I remember I asked him, you guys are about to put out a new record. Could you just sing me a tune oh, from that, the new record? That's right. yes. And he just goes, sure, a tune, a tune, a tune from the new record. There you go. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, I think I was, he did it funnier. I was thinking of a different. I was thinking of. Um, <coughs> I think from oh, between the buried and me, somebody hummed a riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the buried and me, did. Uh, that then I was like, oh, I'll ask all bands to do this, and then I realized like, oh, not all bands have a sense of humor about that, or like. Right. But he know. did. I mean, like. He, he did it in a different way. He he put his own spin on it. Because mm-hmm. he's not gonna. He's not. He's not a monkey. He's not gonna sing on command. He's, he's not for you. Yeah. What? I've never seen a monkey sing. You know the phrase. Come on. Come on. <laughs> How did? If you're a guitarist and you're doing pro, like, what if you break your hand? Actually, he busted his shoulder. He had to have shoulder, so like, shoulder surgery. Do you still play guitar? Uh, I think they had a fill-in for the tour. So, like, it's for the love of the fake sports. Yeah. But, like, so I, like uh, Keith Buff, like, he's very excited for his bandmate doing that, but, like, the excitement has to have a limit, right? When I think it, like, it's, it's more about, like, being inspired by seeing your friend go after what yeah. he wants. But when what not him, being afraid that he's going to break something. Yeah, but then it does, and it stops me from getting what I want. No, no. Necessarily. I mean, we'll he's friends with Scott Ian. Scott Ian could fill in for everything. Yeah, yeah he's fine. a cheap fill-in. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to see Andy Williams fight 
uh, Scotty. Oh, oh, that'd be great. God, like a Jack so Hanger. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Like he a little beaver. He though. looks so awesome now, Andy Williams. Like, he's really got yeah, into shape. Cool. And he has, like, a... Character. Tell us he all has, about it. He has, like, a Biff... Not a Biff... Uh, what's his name? Uh, bully... Uh, Tom Selleck? He has, like, a really great... Bully Busick? Bully Busick. Thank you. I couldn't think of the wrestler. <laughs> he just looks like he a cartoon like a, of a pro wrestler. Yeah, I, have a, I have a photo. So let's say, let's say he does give Scott Ian a jackknife <laughs> powerbomb and kills him and then goes to jail. That's both of Keith Buckley's bands ruined. Wow. Good point. Would he still be impressed and excited for his bandmate? Or is that where yes. he could draw the line? Get him back on the phone. I have some hard-hitting questions. Well, why didn't you ask him when he was on the phone? I'm sure. Come on, Sid. <laughs> You're so charming, though. That's true, but these aren't charming questions. These you could just say questions. them with a charming tone. Here's, that's, what like. I have no Here's his wrestling persona. Yeah, that's terrifying. My it's God, like, uh, yeah, I love like it. Big Bully Busick and Goldberg mixed together. Yeah. Just great. Like, such, such a good all-Japan look. No, that is real. <laughs> Rob favorited all those pictures, by the way. No. <laughs> it's in his favorites. Uh, and he did a brutal, brutal powerbomb. To this other wrestler. You're just uh, showing us cell phone videos now on the podcast? Yeah. The audio podcast? Is there a, so it looks we'll like there's no the ropes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this event was called Blood Sport. And the idea was, what? here we go. Oh, oh release power bomb. Just so that, great. I want, that's what I want to see him do to Scotty. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see, we'll that. Uh, so the event was called Blood Sport. It was very, very cool. So the idea I was. I want to do that to Scotty. <laughs> There were were no ropes, so no high spots, no running the ropes. It was only quote-unquote shoot fighting. But it was still choreographed. Yeah. But choreographed to look like a real fight. Uh, And it wasn't the brawl for all. No, 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 no. No, they would do, like, jujitsu. You know, they would do takedowns. And and it was worked MMA? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, kind kind of. And then, like, the main event was Josh Barnett, whose event did what? Who presented the event? Former guest. Yep. Yes. Uh, against Minoru Suzuki, also oh, far against. from nice. Japan, not a far away. Oh my God! Does he even speak English? Uh, a little bit. That would be even better. Let's get on some Japanese wrestler who can't even speak English. You don't want to get on this guy's bad side. Yeah. Why would I get on his bad side? I'm charming. He'd only be mad at you afterwards. <laughs> it might get lost in the translation. But so they, oh. so all the matches had a 20 minute time limit. They went the time limit. And they at the by the end of it they were literally just trading really stiff elbows. Oh, nice! And it was so good. And then the crowd started chanting, "You know, five more minutes." And then they went another five minutes to another draw. <laughs> and then it was just like, "All right, that's it." But still, it was, five more minutes. It was, fuck you! It was like you would think like seeing a draw would be a letdown, but they fucked each other up so intensely yeah. that it was like, "No, this is great. <laughs> this is, it doesn't matter that there's no winner." Uh, it was it was great. It was a very unique event, uh, and I enjoyed it. Seeing it live, congratulations! And I enjoyed. It. I was very happy for Andy for being on a, on a prestigious event like that during WrestleMania weekend. Do you think he's more famous for his band or his wrestling now? Uh, definitely for his band, but he's a, yeah. he's definitely making his name in the in the independent wrestling world for sure. How often does he work? A lot, a lot. Whenever they're not on tour, he's. It seems like yeah, he's booked every lot. weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Northeast, and uh, what's the so, wrestling company he, he works with? He's worked with a lot, but like Smash Wrestling, mm-hmm. he's been with the GCW Outlaw. Outlaw. Oh yeah, yeah, the, here in New York, Outlaw Wrestling. Yeah. We went to that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a. Uh, See, Rob, 
you could also become a wrestler at your age. No way. You put the effort. Yeah, in. I just don't have the uh, tolerance for pain. You don't have to be in pain. You have to yeah, be in a quick fall. And that hurts. It doesn't really uh, hurt. Yeah, it does. When you fall down those subway stairs, <laughs> it hurts. Like it makes you, you sore. It's like yeah. if you do yeah. it a lot, it doesn't hurt like intense pain, yeah. but it it's takes like a toll on you. Pain. All right, come on. Everything uh, I'm not having childbirth either. So what is that? <laughs> You need, should be in a little bit of pain. It makes it makes you a stronger person. Okay. Hitting the ropes is a bitch too. Like it's really yeah. They're not. It's just well, not for me. You could do rope free wrestling. It's not for me. I, I don't. I don't have an athletic mm. nature. Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be good at it. You could like live blog events. <laughs> you wouldn't sure, be good at first, but if you keep going, you will be good. Or he'd die. He'd yeah. Die. <laughs> You know what helps the show? Yeah. <laughs> you can be the draws of Andy Williams' oh, promotion. Oh, did he walk now? Or Isn't no. he dead? Or did he no, die? He's alive. I thought he was alive. Of all the wrestlers to still crippled. be alive, him he still can't walk. I thought. Are we sure he's still handicapable? I thought I read something that he he uh, something fused something or whatever. He's still in a wheelchair from uh, like last I. I think he popped up at like a convention. He popped uh, up out of his chair? <laughs> I was going to say, thank God. Crazy. He's still alive and he's 50. Uh, he was at a convention Shocking. and he took a photo with D'Lo Brown. Who was the, D'Lo Brown gave him a powerbomb and, and yeah. accidentally crippled him. You know, right. Obviously, it wasn't as intense. Um, I know. I, I might be confusing it. I thought I read that he had some surgery or some no, advancement no. in science or something. Maybe someone else. Lex Luger, maybe you're thinking, because he was wheelchair bound. Was he? I didn't yeah. even know that to begin with. Yeah, but now he's he's fine. What happened to him? He found God. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he found God, and God put him in a wheelchair. Is that what he's saying? He found God after the wheelchair. Uh, no, he had a stroke, I think, from all the steroid use, and then uh, that's self-inflicted. Fuck him. <laughs> but now, now he's clean, and I he, shouldn't say fuck him. Drug, not drug use is not. Well, fuck him for like fuck him for being an asshole. Yeah, no, I mean, really, the yeah, like killing the drug use is the least of the things he did. It's not um, something wrong to do. Did he kill a seven-year-old baby? He yeah. killed, he killed a forty-year-old uh, woman. You oh, listen to me, sure. Lex Luger. <laughs> I don't care how fuck you much drugs you do. But you killed him as well, soon not, not yeah, he didn't murder her. He didn't murder her. He allowed he her to die. Her drug while she was, she enabled no, her. but she, oh. no, but she had no. Am I wrong? Is she had a like a like an OD and he didn't do anything? No, he, he did. Was, he called the cops. I thought he hesitated because he was worried about you know what they were doing in there. He might have hesitated because of that and because he was so fucking high that uh, his yeah, reaction maybe. time was fucked. But yeah, but, he did eventually call them and they found all the steroids in his house. And, and she was already dead by then yeah. anyway. So I'm sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure that we talked about this on the show, um, but the Miss Elizabeth documentary on Vice. Oh, no, I don't think we did. That's uh, right. Oh. So Viceland, the channel, has a weekly documentary series called Dark Side of the Ring. It is phenomenal. There have been three episodes. Everyone has been great. One better than the next. The first one was Macho Man, the Macho Man Miss Elizabeth story. The weakest of all of them because, I mean, they're not really breaking any new ground i feel uh with it a lot, you kind of know the story but though the, you're a noob like me fair enough it, it is geared more towards the, the whole like randy savage miss elizabeth thing it is it's very much geared to more casual viewers so yeah for, for someone like you know it's perfect uh for me the best part of that was just Anything they had with Linda Hogan, Hulk Hogan's oh, ex-wife. I was like, half the show was her. She had so many great photos. She yeah. has, 
Just uh, yeah. the most uncomfortable photo I've ever seen of Vince McMahon in a tight red oh, yeah. speedo. It's like, what? Oh. They, showing my bulge. I mean, it was <laughs> like sure. early. He's yeah. a young Vince McMahon. They mention uh, uh, a Macho Man stooping no. Stephanie. No, no, there was none of that. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, but well, there's an urban legend that he that they had sex, and that's why when she was like 16, and that's why Vince McMahon hated him and didn't put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh. But it's not it's not conclusively proven to be. And 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 it's come out that that's not like the reason that he was mad at him and didn't uh, held a grudge is because he allegedly left him high and dropped. Like he right. instead of signing a new contract right. to be an announcer, he just left to WCW to be a wrestler. To wrestle. Honestly, then, he took it personally. Knowing Vince McMahon, I feel like that would make him a lot angrier than somebody fucking his underage. Yeah, yeah. so that's that, I mean, even if that's true, I doubt he cared. That's that's what's like. No, this is what really happened. Like, just that's to just be, an just to be devil's advocate, and I'm not saying this happened, but. Don't you think he would never say what it really was? He might blame it on something else if it was true. But the the thing about it, though, is that nobody else, like, backs the story up. There's been no, like, other than, like, oh, there's a rumor, you know, everyone's right. talking. It's like no other per- people might have, like, nobody said, like, oh, yeah, I, that's what I heard. That's how, you know, mm. no one's b- backed because it up. I will just offer this small piece of evidence. That Stephanie McMahon is an anagram for the Macho Man penis. <laughs> <laughs> Open and shut case. I'm just saying. <laughs> so that was the first one. The second week was uh, the Montreal Screwjob, yep. which also very good. Jim Cornette's interview. Yeah, him and Vince Russo back and forth. Uh, gold. And, uh, and Darren, you would like it because at the very end, the last segment, Explores if it's a work, if if the screw job was was a work, and uh, I don't say declaratively. Well, let's, I should we should also give back. Oh, that's true. To the so, audience, you want to do it? Go ahead. Yeah, just a quick summary. So, Bret Hart, uh, Canadian hero, was the world champion. His contract was expiring in a month. This is very abridged, and this was his last night in the company, and he was facing Shawn Michaels, who not only was his arch nemesis in front of the camera. Behind the camera, they really didn't get along, oh. and uh, a no, few, that's a, an understatement. Like they, they got despised each other. They hated each other. They got into physical altercations, like unscripted. You know, like this was—it's not part of the show. It's just they fucking hate each other. Uh, Shawn Michaels once on the air alluded to Bret Hart having an affair uh, with like one of the managers at the time. Which Sonny he really did have. Which Shawn Michaels was the one that had, not he Bret did Hart. Do, I thought no. I thought they oh. were both banging. No, she, okay, I'm glad you did this. Only Shawn Michaels was banging. Brett, in the documentary, Bret Hart denies it and says okay. that it was Shawn. Yeah, well, of so, course he would deny it. So well, would it's no, right established guess. that Shawn did. But yeah, saying, but thought, even even she said both. she said it never happened. Uh, and she has <laughs> she has no reason. She has, yeah, she's not. She's told plenty of of, of stories. Uh, and so um, and also a few days before. Uh, uh, Shawn Michaels said to Bret Hart he would never agree to lose a match to Bret Hart. So this was the, his last match, and, and it was in Canada, and he said, I don't want to lose in Canada. I'm a hero here, and I don't specifically want to lose to Shawn Michaels. Michaels. We should also interject one thing and say that in wrestling, uh, when you're leaving a company, it's traditional that you lose your last match. Yeah. When you're champion especially, you have to turn over the belt. So like, if he had won his last match... 
and still been the champion when he retired, it would look very bad for the company. You're supposed right. to do the right thing and, and so lose your last match. Go out on your back, as they say. Yeah, he was willing to do it to any other wrestler but Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Well, I, I also have to interject one other thing. I'm sure. sorry I keep interrupting you. But you said he's a hero in Canada. I mean, he's from Calgary, and this match was in Montreal. I mean, Edmonton. they're like... Well, no, it was Montreal Screwjobs. Oh, Montreal Screwjobs. Yeah, right. What do I say? It's in the name. Uh, right. Why did I think it was an episode? So it's, I mean, they were talking about like 2,000 miles apart. Like, it's like, but like about I'm the... American. I can't lose no, it. The whole storyline was a little bit crazy. He was very passionate. Yeah, he took he it very seriously. He actually won the championship yes. and not that Vince McMahon decided for him to be Sure, his. sure. I do. And, and I think it, that is dumb. But I, th- I, I think there is some, some. Aspect of that I can understand. I absolutely because understand. He worked his ass off to get to yeah. that position where he's the, awarded that yeah. championship, and he's the one that they kind of like kicked. I, I feel like he completely had his reasons, Brad. Sure, and we don't have to go into it. But essentially, what happened was he wouldn't agree to lose to Shawn Michaels. They needed in their minds him to lose to Shawn Michaels on that night. So they set up. They told him, "Okay, we're going to have this moment in the match where Shawn Michaels puts." You, Bret Hart, in the sharpshooter, which is Bret Hart's finisher, and then you reverse it. And then you put him in, and then everyone runs in, and it's, it's a disqualification. Nobody loses. Right? But what they didn't tell Bret Hart was when Shawn Michaels put him in the sharpshooter, Vince McMahon was out at the in the ringside area, and he told the ref to ring the bell like Shawn Michaels gave up. I mean, like uh, Bret Hart gave up. But Bret Hart obviously didn't give up. He was, like, getting ready yeah. to just switch it. Around. But they just wanted to set it up so Bret Hart loses, oh which he wasn't God, willing to do. That's so fucked up. Which was insane. It was insane. Did it happen that way? That's how it yeah. happened. All right. And then it was a whole aftermath after the thing, like, he Bret spit, spit yeah. on Vince's face. Oh, he punched camera. it. No, no, no. Well, yeah, the they were shooting a like documentary. Like, oh, yeah, the spitting was on camera. Yeah, on camera, but not on camera, backstage. backstage. Uh, not on TV, but someone was a documentary. On camera. Yeah. But the vid- there's no video of the actual punch. No, no, there's no. There's just, just like, outside oh, the room. There's him like, leaving the, with, yeah, the yeah. locker room, like, uh, with you could see, yeah. you know, in the eye. So, yeah, like, it was a physical altercation. And it was this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, very big drama moment. Okay. And so they kind of I, go through it. I have always been a conspiracy theorist about this. And I don't say this definitively 100% is the case, but I think it may have been a work. Like, so Scott all agrees with you. They were all in on it. Like, they were all, they all set it up like this um, to make him. Well, no, I think the part of it that's not a work is I think Bret Hart and Sean really did hate each other. Yeah. I think Bret Hart really didn't agree to lose the title. Mm-hmm. I think all that part is true, but I think they came to an agreement, possibly, where Bret Hart would go to WCW. They you know, they planned all that, so he's leaving anyway, and now it creates a character, a Vince McMahon evil character yeah. that can continue right, right, right. on, and it creates like hype and buzz and all that. Everyone now right, wants right to see Raw. What, to the yeah, I mean, it's very easy to build this narrative, but my counter-argument to that is if you actually read Bret Hart's autobiography, and it is top five all-time wrestling autobiographies, it's like there's no way I could see him agreeing to that. Like, he really lays out all the reasons, and very logically, very soundly, why 
Shawn Michaels was a total dipshit at the time. And I say this as I was rooting for Shawn Michaels at the time. Like I was, I hated Bret Hart. He's like, a great wrestler. Uh, but yeah, but I love Shawn Michaels. Uh, now, now I feel different. But like, I, now I feel differently about Bret Hart. Uh, I still love Shawn Michaels, but so I, I can't, I can't see him doing it. I th- well, here's my re- response to that. I think that Bret Hart comes off looking great from doing this. He looks like a hero that was scorned and wronged by the company. Hold on. Shawn Michaels looks like a baby and an asshole and a conspirator. It makes him look great, and it makes Shawn Michaels look like shit. So why would he not agree to that? Uh, Well, Shawn Michaels never admitted to doing it until all those years later. Everyone in the world believes that Shawn Michaels did it. So it doesn't matter. Uh, But also, like, his career totally, like, it... It back, like his career sucked after this it was, was like Bret Hart, but his career sucked because he went to WCW <laughs> by his choice. <laughs> it didn't suck because yeah. of this work or shoot or whatever. He, I mean, they totally fucked him up. Right, WCW. they fucked it up, but he could have brought this man. I just over think there. he like we were saying he takes it so seriously, and it was such a passionate thing that he wouldn't he wouldn't play these games. He could have been the real NWO at the time of that that happening. That NWO yeah. was like already fizzling out and yeah. shitty. And he could have been the real guy that was like, hey, I was thrown under the bus by yeah. WWF, and I'm here now, and I'm fucking great, and they suck. Yeah. But I they f- just didn't do yeah. anything with it. I feel like by now somebody would have come out with the real story if it was a work. Like, yeah. enough time has well, passed. I'm where... not saying it's yeah. definitively a yeah. work. I see, I can see arguments from both yeah. sides of it. You know, here's one, I'm sorry, no. One more thing about mm-hmm. it, though, is that if it's... Uh, if it's a shoot, like if that's really what happened, yeah. it's got to be the stupidest <laughs> fucking way to do that possible. Yeah. Like if you want people to believe that that was yeah. just, the, uh, why would Vince McMahon come out? I understand. Yeah. Also, though, it's just like looking back at it, like today in 2019, it seems so ridiculous. Like who cares? Yes. Like whatever, just lose the match. But it was such a big deal that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had all these, uh, you had, this is what I think a lot of WWE, testosterone and steroids happening uh, too. Yeah. And I think they quote unquote learned a lesson. It's not a good lesson, but the lesson they learned from it is don't make any superstars <laughs> because now every single guy, yeah. that, unless they get them from Indies or somewhere else, but every guy they produce is an assembly line. They're all like basically cookie cutters of each other. They don't let anyone, they don't even let them own their own persona names. Or anything if the like Cody Rhodes now can't even really wow. be Cody Rhodes because that's not his real last name. All this other stuff, like how like they learn not to let these guys get too big mm-hmm. where they can beef with each other and have yeah. these, these problems. But I, just to, cause I want to put a bow on it. Sure, I'm not going to talk about this the whole show, but we could, <laughs> but we yeah. shouldn't. I just think it's it was done in such a theatrical way. Vince McMahon's out there. Now we're going to sp- ring the bell and fucking yeah. spit on it. And, and the camera zooms in on the yes. spit on his face, which yeah. if that, that – then they do talk about this in the documentary where, like, if that was real, right. what cameraman would think that his job would still be there the next day right. if he zoomed in that, on, that, that, spit on his That's face. what Scott Hall would say. Like, oh, how could this not be real? Like, look, they have the camera right there to get yeah. the spit, and they're recording him breaking the foot, you know, whatever. Great producers. Like, I mean, well, someone in the control room around the Yeah, spot. I mean, that's but what I the moment is happening. Capture the moment. But also, it could have been a work on Vince's side where he's like, Brett's going to be mad at me probably after all this goes down. Yeah, so just get a camera ready. 
to catch whatever the reaction, yeah, whatever just, the fallout is. The most, and there's a lot of data points that make me question it. Mm-hmm. The number one is Vince McMahon being outside because he was not Mr. McMahon then. He, no, he wasn't even on screen. Well, he, he was, was there to ensure that the finish yeah. would happen. But listen, that, that, that not, Hebner, the referee would do his job. But he was never ever even acknowledged as the owner of the company in that Agreed. at that point in Agreed. time. Why is he out there? Why can't he shoot? You're telling me he knows, but he shoot out there. But what if you want to pass this off? Why can't you just you trust your official to do it? Why can't you just trust there were officials there? Well, because the official was only told about it a second before. Oh, we don't have to linger on it. But yeah, I got what you're saying. I've stumped you. That's what it is. (laughs) Well, but the third the third episode was the best episode so far. And I hear that the one this week is even better. The third one one is the death of Bruiser Brody. Oh, that's a good story. And holy cow. Like I knew I kind of knew the story, but I didn't know the story until they went through it. And it had uh, Abdullah the Butcher in it, which just insane to see him that, I never of... in a million years would have guessed that's what his voice sounded like was, <laughs> I never heard him speak before it was crazy he's just a, a regular guy right? yeah he's, there's not he was born in the US yeah uh, and uh, Tony Atlas <laughs> like we've we've joked about Tony Atlas before no if you recall he's the one with the foot fetish who likes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a woman yeah. stepping on his face with <laughs> high heels my friend uh, oh you know him too Louis low life Louis yes. he wrestled with yeah. uh, Abdullah the Butcher Oh, oh my God! Fork stuck in. His I, I bet that was a big I, honor for I'm him. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Louis was a hardcore wrestler. Yes, let me not give bad information. He refereed a match. Okay, and get, still got a fork in the head. He got a fork in the head. <laughs> I'm sure he the referee. I'm sure he required. He, he, he considered it an honor to oh, be yeah. forked by Abdullah. Uh, I'm just, I worry <laughs> about because when Abdullah forks you, I mean Abdullah has uh, hepatitis. hepatitis B oh, or whatever. Yeah. So aren't you worried? Of, maybe that That's wasn't like he's, a, he's kind of a real life villain, that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He knowing he gave a wrestler did, like bloody matches, yeah. knowing he had hepatitis. He's the Greg Luganus of professional wrestling. But he never did he do anything that would. Well, give... he had that where he hit his head on the diving board and right. was bleeding. And but then the he did, told everyone. Right. But yeah. not in the moment. He t- he came out afterwards and told people. I think when they on site was being treated, he didn't say anything. I thought he did. Did he? No, I don't remember. Did he know uh, he had AIDS then? Yeah, uh, HIV. Yeah. So yeah. Did he have uh, HIV? Yeah, I think HIV. Yeah. Uh, if he had AIDS, he wouldn't have been competing. He would have been in a in a bed. Uh, but uh, this week, so the Von Erics, the Von Erics, and uh, oh. but the Brody one, unbelievable. So Bro- Bruiser Brody was like the first hardcore wrestler, like the first ECW wrestler, and uh, he he was a true independent contractor. And basically, at the show, he was talking to uh, the person he was supposed to be wrestling that night, and got stabbed. Yep. And in the locker, the locker room, room, allegedly. By the person he was supposed to wrestle, who still, who never, who completely got off. And who, the, who's, like, do you know who the person is? Or they didn't? They I don't remember his name. Uh, I'll look at it. I think it, the executioner was it? <laughs> something like that. Something. Uh, but uh, the craziest thing about this, or like that. the story, well, yeah, he had like a, 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 a shoot. A, well, uh, the guy Clay in the trial, which was in Puerto Rico in the late 80s, the guy claimed self-defense, right? Yeah. And the the explanation was back then people thought that wrestling was real and that Bruiser Brody was such an intimidating guy. Like he was, that they believed insane. that he would just crazily what? attack this person. Like he was like a caveman. Like that was his gimmick. Like this insane, unstoppable, wild man. 
So these jurors just believe, like, oh, yeah, this insane wild man was approaching him. Of yeah. course he had to stab him. Of yeah. course, as, as opposed to, like, no, this is a human being yeah. who plays They're a character. Invader yeah. One was, the re- was his wrestling name. Uh, Jose Gonzalez, who still uh, works the gimmick of Invader One and does birthday parties in yeah. Puerto Rico. And stabs children. <laughs> <laughs> but only if they're cavemen. Uh the, that that was so mind blowing that like he got up because people in Puerto Rico just still believed wrestling was real, and they thought that oh yeah. This but is also right. even beyond that, like it's a trial of a local person versus some like right. outsider. Right, so. Yeah. Uh, a caveman, you mean? That oh, you, that he looked like a fucking caveman. The part that like made my heart sink though was as he was dying, someone. Uh, got back to his wife who lived in Texas mm-hmm. like hey you should come down here uh, he's not doing too well mm-hmm. and and like I think someone at the hotel like the the uh, front desk or whatever t- told her that or, or whatever so she gets on an airplane lands in San Juan assumed somebody would be there to get her and then Invader no. One stabbed her too ah, no, <laughs> oh, no, no 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 nobody is there up. But then she sees at the airport Abdullah the Butcher, who was Bruiser Brody's lifelong wrestling arch nemesis, like his number one opponent. Uh, and she got scared that he was going to attack her. What was going on was he was fleeing the country because they murdered Brody, and they were like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm not Puerto Rican. I don't know what, like, I need to get the hell out of here. And she sees him, and she's like, Abdullah. And he's like, do I know you? She's like, ah, you don't know me, but I'm Bruiser Brody's wife. Like, how is he? And she, Bruce, uh, Abdul is like, oh, nobody told you? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, told me what? Uh, he's dead. She oh, found out yeah. from his number one arch nemesis <laughs> just because she happened to run into him yeah. at the airport and recognize him. If he wasn't there, she would have never, like, I mean, she would have eventually learned. But just <laughs> like studying in Puerto Rico waiting for an answer. Yeah. Just that this is how she learned. Like, it yeah. was just like, he wrote, wow. He wrote, uh, your husband is dead in her forehead with a fork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she had to find a mirror. It was all backwards. <laughs> what is this thing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh. And then the fine print says, and now you have hepatitis. <laughs> Sorry. But <laughs> do you want the bad news or the worst news? But I mean, I would still like, you need to watch this. Like, even if you're not really a wrestling fan, just as like a true crime fan, yeah. it is, it is a, it is a viewing and it's very well done production wise. Yep. So I'm excited for the Von Eric one tonight too. Yep. Though, I mean, we've seen multiple documentaries about them, and it's always soul-crushingly depressing. It's so so depressing. Well, uh, I don't know what new they can find. uh, Dave Meltzer, this reporter, said he saw it, and he said it was, like, the best interview he's seen uh, Kevin Von Erich give. It was the most open he's been. Poor fucking Kevin Von Erich. Like, this is all anybody wants to talk to him about. Hey, how about your entire family being dead? Well, he's actually... No, no, no. He he, he has a... He has a new fan, like, not a new fan, but, like, you know, he has kids, he has yeah. a wife. So I'm he's... sure, in a way, it helps him to talk about it, too. Yeah. But, like, uh, he's, he's, he's like, said... I've said everything there is to say. No, he said he's, he's fine. Like, he's okay with it. Does he what happened to his family? No, he doesn't. Still? All his brothers yeah. died or committed suicide. Yeah. yeah. They were all wrestlers. He, he, it, was, it was a family, uh, five brothers, and Kevin and Eric has this really sad life. Uh, sad life, sad line in this in one documentary we saw where he was like, "I went from having four brothers to not even being a brother." Uh, I was like, "Damn!" 
right. He does have a podcast where he delivers mind sludge. Very <laughs> 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 good. It's engaging. Well, he has a few kids. He has a, a, a whole ranch in Hawaii where he walks shoeless. It's just weird, though, how like he just wants to talk about anything else but that. Like He admitted to being Invader 1. Bruce <laughs> 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 Brody. Else. He It'll didn't even fair. really do it. That's the funny part. <laughs> He just wants to get invited to kids' birthdays in Puerto Rico. <laughs> He's just just lonely. He found the mask, like a replica mask online. Oh. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> but yeah, so that'll be depressing and interesting. Just like this show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're watching it, you can give us your feedback on our Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, or leave a Discord. speak pipe or something. Yeah. Also, a little uh, a little off topic, but uh-huh. kind of bummed that John Singleton uh, oh, yeah. passed away. Phil Micker. What was the last movie he did? Um, Has he still been working like in the last ten he, years? I believe he had a movie in production. Hold on, let me look it up. And he was only like fifty-one. 51. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. What did he die of? I didn't see. Just had he a stroke. stroke. How do you get strokes? Bad uh, diet, high blood pressure. Jeans doing a lot of cocaine. Does that give you a stroke? I don't know. So there was a series you did, Snowfall. Oh, that was on FX for oh, uh, yeah. what, one season. I did not watch it. I heard mixed things. I guess he was an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did he direct? What was the last thing he directed? Um, oh, let's see. The, the Agnostic Front documentary. Did you remember <laughs> that? Uh, so he directed episodes of Snowfall, Billions. Uh, Me, personally, I like fancy tales, you know, <laughs> like satinettes. He did American <laughs> Crime Story, Empire. Oh, he directed an episode of Empire? Yeah, yeah. Just a lot episode. of TV stuff, okay. Uh, Four Brothers was the last movie he did. Is that about the Von Erichs? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. That would, that would be No Brothers. <laughs> oh, no. This was with uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese Gibson, Andre Benjamin. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was what, like... Yeah, Ten years ago, 2005. Higher Learning. That was his. Yes, best. I guess he was doing more production, uh, producing. He produced uh, L.A. Burning, The Riots, 25 years later. I think I watched that. Well, anyway, I had a John Singleton story. Oh. Not very uh, long, but I was working at a store, a record store, when I was 18 years old. This was early 90s. So, like in his prime. In his prime, like I guess before Higher Learning even came out. So I think it was Boys in the Hood just came out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and he walks in and, oh, I should backtrack and say there was another guy at this store who, his, his name was Darren also. <laughs> and it was, we kind I never hung out with him, never did anything with him outside the store, but we had that kind of like Seinfeldy thing of, Hey Darren, Hey Darren, like yeah. we pass him the hallway, whatever. Uh, I'm just wondering if we need to explain what a record store is. Oh, yeah. So we used to sell physical media where you could play music. Now we have digital files and everything. Um, the CDs were out, though, I want to say. There was, not, there was a little area. In fact, vinyl was already being phased yeah. out. They had a little place in the back. Was it the long there. boxes for CDs? At long boxes okay. still, yes. Uh, they used to come in these long cardboard boxes. It was, I don't know why. It's ridiculous. I think the record industry just thought people needed like an intermediary in size between the record size yeah. and the disc. You might be right. So like, let's right. just make the packaging a little bit bigger so they still think they're getting like this big piece of art. It was stuff. such a waste. It was like the, size, the, the height of a cereal box. Yeah. 
And it had a, the regular size jewel case that you're yeah. familiar. It was with. like it really? was like the height of two jewel cases stacked on top of yep, each other. Basically, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. when it was a double album, they'd be they'd have two, but like a single album, they used oh. the same stupid fucking cardboard long box. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, so this guy uh, Darren, he was like probably seven years older than me, and he was like stuck in the. 70s. This was a black, a very light-skinned black guy, and he wore caked-on, powdered makeup. Makeup. And he wore like white, like whitening makeup, and oh. sunglasses all the time. He had his hair straightened out, like in a ponytail, and he wore like jeans that were so tight he suffocate himself. Oh my god! Did you see that one of his dick and balls? He was oh, well. I never really studied it, but <laughs> he he was always like had girls hanging off of him like constantly he's like he looked like a character from the deuce he he looked like i don't know like it, it, it was perplexing how women were interested in him it would be <laughs> my friends and i would talk about anyway so um so one day he's in the front of the store they have him doing like this bag check or whatever you know you walk in the store you have to put your bag in yes so john singleton walks in he gives him his bag, whatever, you know, not, no incident. He walks in the store, he's shopping, everyone's talking, oh my God, John Singleton's here, blah, 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 blah. Uh, about 10 minutes pass, he, he comes out, he buys whatever he buys, he goes to get his bag, and Darren gives him his bag, and he stops, and he goes, you know, you have a very interesting look. I could, I would definitely, you, I'd love to audition you for one of my movies or any projects that I'm doing. And he's like, man, get the fuck out of here. Get the, who the fuck you think I am. What? Get the fuck out of here. Like, totally hostile. He's like, you know who I am? He's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Fuck Jeez. you. Get the oh, fuck out wow. of here. Like, okay, man. Okay, okay. You know, he just walks. He didn't even complain to the boss. Or he just walks right out. Nice guy. And then me and my friend go up to him. We're like, do you know who the fuck that was? So you saw all this happen. Yes. He goes, who was it? I said, it was John Singleton. That was fucking John Singleton. He goes, man, you know how many fucking gay guys come in and try to get me to suck their dick? Get the fuck out of here. I don't need this fucking shit. I don't give a fuck how many movies he made. Fuck him. Like, he thought he was being hit on. Like, John Singleton's going to walk into some record store and just try to pick you up. Dang. He's like, man, that shit happens to me every fucking day. I don't give a fuck. Fuck him. Well, where is Darren now? Can you imagine Michael Rappaport? I mean, can you imagine how how much attention he must get from guys for him to like have yes. that kind of like instant push, hostility, push away attitude? I think yeah. a lot of people thought he was gay too. Like he was a little like I don't want to say effeminate, but like metrosexual. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think people mistake that for being gay a lot. Right, right. So he, he was very in touch with his feelings. I would, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, he, he was wearing makeup, no, like, and that was probably physically. weird yeah, for yeah, people yeah. back then. Physically. Right, right. Because personality-wise, he was very aggressive and like, trying to be macho. Right. But, Interesting. Interesting yeah. dichotomy. <laughs> Have you found this, Darren, on like on I, Facebook or I've something? I've never or? tried. To, I don't care to find yeah. it. Do you know his full name? I, I do. Look at Aronofsky. I just wonder if he's wearing the same outfit oh, still. Well, maybe off the air we can. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, want, yeah. I don't want to blow this guy up on, on Right, definitely don't want to. He has a very common name, too, so it's not. I actually was hanging out with Nick over the weekend. Our and we were Nick. Yeah, our, our friend Nick, who's been on the show. And we were we were reminiscing about the days of um, Worst Radio, which was our college oh, radio yeah. s- show. And uh, Nick... Nick and I were, were talking about a couple of stories uh, that we may have mentioned on the show, like the White Castle story. 
Um, and then he reminded me of another one, which I didn't even know, but um, apparently Darren got into an argument with like an Orthodox Jew one night outside of the radio show, like outside of the building as we this. were leaving. What did I say to him? I don't remember. I think you were getting, you were like, like having like a very aggressive like religious discussion with him. Oh, that's possible. This sounds, was I there for this? Because this sounds familiar to me. Like I experienced something like this outside the radio station too. <laughs> I mean, it was the, I, the I don't, religious I neighborhood. Honestly, so. do not remember this. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember either. And then also um, the White Castle story. Uh, so basically, we we were broke and. Um, we wanted to smoke weed and we had no papers or anything. So Nick rolled a joint with loose leaf paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we go to White Castle and Nick goes, yeah, I remember one, like one second looking over at Darren and there's like this guy at White Castle and he's complimenting Darren's sneakers. Oh. And I look away and then I look again and they're about to get into a physical altercation. I yeah, I remember this. This I definitely remember. <laughs> this one I was with Darren. is one of the times in my life and I was very... I, I was a huge hothead and always trying to fight somebody. Not trying to fight, but when provoked, I would instantly go to a You're fight. You were ready. Yes. And this is one time I used discretion because I just had a strong vibe that this guy like had a gun on him or something or something. Yeah. Do you remember what he said to you to switch? Yes. Uh, yes. It was... What, go ahead. I remember. I don't remember if it was me or you uh, who had fresh new Converse Chuck Taylors. Uh, like, just bought them. Uh, and we're both in line for for burgers, and he already ordered, so he's off to the side waiting mm-hmm. for his order. That I remember. And he just sees the sneakers, and he's like, I think it was me. Uh, and he goes, hey, oh, those are some nice sneakers, man. And I'm like, thank you. They are nice sneakers, or something like that. And then he goes like, yeah, they are nice sneakers. You think you're better than me because you have nice sneakers? Right. And I was like, what? Yeah, you think you think you you think you're better than me? Think, do we have a problem? And I'm like, and it was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. This might have been to you. I, I like, just it was want to my one chicken of us, rings, man. But it was just yeah. like, hold on, what? I so definitely then, backed off. And we I, were like laughing a bit, but then like. So what was Darren's part in it? Like, do you remember what you were saying, Darren? Um, I think I was trying to like peace negotiations. Uh, yeah, like no, okay. like I, I remember both of us were like, no, we don't want to fight. We we were like, we, so then, like it was fight. Like, what if they threw a punch at me? I sure, sure. Them, but... it, went, it went from being funny to being like, no, dude, like back off. It was mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was definitely. Uh, and also, I want to say this was like one in the morning too. Yeah. Like this was not so enough. Like you Nick, know, Nick lights up the the. Loose leaf roll joint, like right in the middle of White Castle, and starts smoking it. He took like a hit, and, then and I was like, out. "I was like, Nick, why did you do that?" And he's like, "I don't know. I thought it would like diffuse the situation. It would turn the attention onto me." I will That's say, right. I do remember while we were having this argument, I'm like, "Why does it smell like weed all of a sudden?" I still <laughs> remember, I remember paper. That. I remember that, and I absolutely remember the loose leaf paper joint because I was like. That won't work, but it did work. It It totally smoked. I mean, we also probably will have lung cancer. You got ink poisoning from the lines on the paper. Yeah, yeah, and then we then the cops came and Rob and I spent a night in jail. (laughs) (laughs) That was a different night. I'm kidding. kidding. (sighs) Yeah, we did some crazy stuff at that radio station. I remember. I would, I mean, like, I could have gotten expelled, but, like, 
uh, I would sneak like most of you guys in on a Friday night because. Well, not me. I was a student. But even so, you had to be cleared to be there. Yeah, yeah. Because the campus was closed on Fridays or like Fridays after six. Right. The campus was closed, so you'd have to get special clearance beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then, like, so we would have the special clearance, but the security guard was like sleeping a mile and a half away. From the radio station. So we would just walk down, and then at the end of the staircase, there's like an emergency exit, but for some reason, all the alarms were off and there was no camera. Like it was like yeah. the least secure situation yeah. in the yeah. old they, days. They didn't want to do their job. They, they just didn't wanted want, to they didn't go get through the night, listen to their radio, and go the fuck home. They don't want trouble. I miss Bless the old New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Brooklyn College doesn't even look like that anymore. It looks, that whole area looks totally different. <laughs> Noah? Come on. Say it. I miss the old radio station. <laughs> yeah, good times. Can't hit that note until the punchline, Darren. What do you mean? I can't do the greatest city in the world part. The greatest oh. city in the world. Oh. The greatest city in the world. But it just don't feel as... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's hard. Damn it, Rob. Okay. I miss the old New York. Fucking hot on. What's going on? No, that's it. See you guys. Well, uh, we're going to have him on the show, but I recently reconnected with Jay Miller, who knows Sid. And Rob. Oh, right. And Rob, the soda water guy from the temple. Yeah. Um,. And What's we'll he have doing him on the sh- now? I thought Rob was the soda and water guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he knows Rob as the soda oh. water guy from the temple. Uh, he like works with True TV and he was on Impractical. Impra- he's still doing that. No, I don't think he's doing that anymore. He does stand up. Um, he watches a lot of wrestling, so yeah. I feel like he'll be a perfect fit. And I can't wait to have him on the show so we can find out more stories about the temple and Sid. Oh, nice. I don't know that there's gonna. He's. We never really hung out much outside of the temple. I don't know that there's gonna be any like. But maybe like it'll get you to open Sid. up about he it. He was on. He was on Rob's Brooklyn College. Rob and Darren's Brooklyn College radio show. He came in as a guest. Him oh and his really? Bandmate. Yeah. Yeah. They they played some acoustic. Stuff. Oh, was that the Monty Love? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was I there? See, I, I didn't remember him by name, but. I don't know if you might have been there. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Maybe. I, I was there. You were there? Yeah. Gosh. I wish I had, like, video of all my memories because they're not lasting in my brain. Mm. Sad the camera phones weren't a thing yet at that point. It's mm-hmm. all the weed. That's the problem. <laughs> With too much weed. I mean, I feel like even if I didn't smoke or drink, I probably wouldn't remember from, like, 20 years ago. How do you know? I think you well. You remember like a guy pulling up in front of your building and jerking off in front of that you. That was traumatic. Well, there you go. So you, but you're capable. So there was nothing traumatic that happened to you at the radio station. Unfortunately, Sad. you're capable, but there has uh, to be some yes, kind of sexual assault. Yes, something. Yes, uh, Greg, first of all, exposed himself. What? <laughs> and like he actually took his actual penis out. Yeah, but like, or, or like yeah, but it was for, you know like I'm not mad about it. It was like as a joke. Was it nice? I don't remember. And, that means no. And um, he would like peel his scabs and stuff and like fling them around. Do you remember how gross he was? He was very gross. Yeah. yeah. Was he cut or uncut? Do you remember that? I mean, he's Jewish. But so. he converted. So I don't, he I don't, How no, committed he was he? He became more Jewish. Yeah. He was always Jewish. No, I thought he converted when he moved here or something. Maybe. I'm pretty sure. Where did he move here from? 
Rasio. No. I think oh. he was playing. I mean, it wasn't like he took his whole wang out. It was just like opened his pants or whatever. Look at Noah making excuses for sexual harassment. I did not feel sexually harassed by him. That's because that's how tiny the penis was. So who was. did you feel sexually harassed by? Robert on the bus. <laughs> on the love bus. You didn't even have to take your dick out. That's the kind of big dick energy you have. <laughs> I thought it was Rob's leg, but it was not. Oh, no. Still had a knee, though, which is strange. <laughs> that's how he fits it in his pants. He has to bend it. <laughs> it's all calloused. <laughs> They can't hear your facial expressions on their <laughs> podcast mediums. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I saw Avengers this week. Am I the only one of us? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I'm waiting until it's on oh, demand okay. so I can sit on my couch and watch it. Mm. I'm waiting until I see the other five Avenger movies first before I see the last one. There's only two. Oh. You really only have to see the the last one in this. I haven't one. seen. That I'm one. never gonna see it. So whatever you want to say, you could say. Oh, I don't want to say anything. Spoil I just it. do it. Uh, no, I don't want to. Uh, but uh, coward, be a man. Yeah, it Bonnie. blew my mind. What blew my mind about like I I wanted to see the first. I mentioned this last week. I just wanted to see it because I didn't want to deal with spoilers. And uh, I will say the internet was very good about. Not really po- posting any spoilers until like Monday. Well, the things you read, of what I read, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, Lambgoat didn't post the article <laughs> until Tuesday. Yeah. But even even on Reddit, they Im- employed all of these like spam detection to av- avoid people posting spoilers. Like if you if your comment had like iron in it, oh. uh, it would immediately like send it to like a moderator to approve. Oh. I wish they would focus on curing cancer the way they protect yeah, Reddit oh. from fucking spoilers. That, so that's where I'm getting is like it really like it went from like, oh, this was a fun movie. Great. But then like learning it made like one point seven billion dollars in a it weekend. Also, it got more screens than any other movie has ever had. Right. Right. And yeah. as we talked so. about, because of that, like made all yeah, of these poor so. ushers have to work until four in the morning or come into work at six thirty in the morning. It's a capitalist hellscape. Yeah, like it's totally, and it's like who, like people are so excited about, like, wow, it was the big, congratulations, it's the biggest moment. It's like, you're congratulating. Sometimes face- nice things happen to nice people. Yeah, like it's like, it's like these are fucking billionaires that are making more b- billions yeah, of dollars. It's, it's a movie like- that exists 99.9999% to make money, and that's it. Right. And if it's yeah. entertaining or good or well written, that's just like a side effect. Well, what they realize is like the way to maximize the amount of money you make is by actually making it good. That's the well, only reason yeah. it's actually good. Yeah. Right. But you can still make a good amount of money without it being good. Right. Absolutely. But they want to make the most amount of money yeah. and that's how you yeah. that really is how you do it same with like the star wars movies like okay no it has to be pleasing to there was a lot of fan service in this movie in the sense of like a lot of stuff fans you wanted get jerked to... off in your seat oh yeah oh yeah your hand reached around and like just started rubbing <laughs> that's the 40s fan service <laughs> I, you have to pay an extra you have 40s but it was just, so that whole aspect of it is just so gross and i'm like i am done with these movies and you contributed to it i know yep. i i i'm not like for denying my hypocrisy. You're uh, left wing, but you contribute money to society. Isn't that curious? <laughs> mm. You hate corporations, yet you have a cell phone. Yeah, weird. Mm, weird. Interesting hypocrisy. But <laughs> it's just it's just so gross. And especially because like uh you know, there's all these story you know, all these re- rebuttals coming out about like how Disney 
barely pays its, its workers. Yep. Like especially uh, like Scarlett Johansson. Well, <laughs> Is that what you the mean? People, a day laborer, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Uh, like I, there was some stat, like some high percentage of people who are actors at Disney World and Disneyland are on welfare. Mm. They're not; they're like in poverty, and their full time job is playing these characters that make millions of dollars for fucking Disney, and it costs like eighty bucks to get into Disney World, but they can't pay their fucking workers. Uh, Gross. I don't like. It. And even like one of uh, one of the uh, Disney ancestors, uh, like the. Adolf Disney. Adolf, the, the, one of the one of the probably granddaughters of Walt Disney or yeah, great she granddaughters. Called she no called out Disney. Bob Iger, who is the CEO, oh, and it was yeah. just like, hey, if you took <laughs> if you took like a fifteen percent pay cut, you could pay. Yeah, it wouldn't affect all, you at all. You'd still make tens of millions of dollars, and all of these people would get paid. No, nope. Gross. Mm. That's my rant. By the way. Uh, I want to read something that El Duderino said in the chat. He wants to know, Rob, if you uh, will declare that Invader 1, a.k.a. Jose Gonzalez, is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Jose Gonzalez is a piece of shit. I agree. He is. Step for stabbing <laughs> Bruiser Brown. Fuck the Jose Gonzalez. <laughs> Carlos Calon. He only have a job because... He massage Mr. Hulk Hogan back. <laughs> he massage Mr. Hulk Hogan penis. Oh. He massage Mr. Hulk Hogan the balls. What about his neck? And his neck and his back. <laughs> Motherfuck it. But was the movie good, Rob? Did you enjoy the movie? It was very good. Yes. It was three hours. It was three hours with the trailers, but. Were the trailers for like Avengers Part Nine? No, the trailers yeah. were like for that uh, Bill Murray zombie movie, oh. Star That's Wars, Zombieland Two. I think it's a different movie. It's him and what, like Adam Driver? Yeah. Which, by the way, I never realized. Like Adam Driver, kind of his vibe is like a young Christopher Walken in a bit. I can <laughs> see bit. that. I can sort of see like that. His delivery is Walken esque. I read online that he is like somebody uh, tried to draw Keanu Reeves from memory. <laughs> like that fresco, that South American <laughs> yes, fresco. Exactly. That is a, yeah, that's, that, yeah. I'll never be able to unsee that. I love Adam Driver, but I'll never yeah. be able to unsee that. Yeah, he just, that's his look. It's not that he's a yeah. bad actor or anything. He's a great actor. I think I love him ten times more because he looks like that and, and still managed to get that yes. career. Agreed. Because he looks weird. He is no, a he weird, looking, weird looking. But he's not traditionally Hollywood good looking. Looks like a hipster. Everybody loves a hipster, right? Uh, They're trendy these days. He's just not your typical like leading man these days. He's not like Chris Evans. Mm. He probably has a really good agent. Mm. He's also a really good actor. Right. It matters less for men. Well, that's also uh, the true. equivalent of, of that, but a woman would have a hard time. Who is yeah. the female? Who would be the female Adam, Adam Driver? Missy Elliott. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> She's not just look like him, I, but she's like the same I, level. But I was of, thinking of like other, like yeah. like an actress. She's acted. Has she? Yeah, she Played was in uh, uh, Honey. I don't know what that Honey is. Honey with Jessica Alba. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. All right. She's the, but she's playing herself. Uh, what else is she in? I don't know. I can't think of anything right now. I was going to just say like Lena Dunham. Yeah, just because they were on the same show, it's the easy comp. 
But that's not the same because she's not talented. She's nowhere the actor. That her she is. looking the way she does, the only work she gets is stuff she casts herself in. Right. But also, um, like the reason I say Missy Elliott is because I feel that they're neither one of them is like unattractive, but mm-hmm. they're not. They, they, there's a weirdness. Oh in yeah, their face. I mean, it's it not a real life weirdness, but definitely a Hollywood entertainment industry weirdness. Yeah, I don't mean they're the Elephant Man or yeah. something. I just mean like there's it's just something not the typical. Oh, look. she was in Pootie Tang. Oh, oh. Was she playing herself though? Damn, that's oh. it. Was she? I mean, was she even famous by the time Pootie Tang came? That's an old movie. Two thousand one. Oh, is it really? I thought yeah. it was earlier than that. So did I. I she like was in Aaliyah, the Princess of R and B. Well, that's just a documentary, oh, yeah. probably. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah. R.I.P. A legend. That's actually a legend. Yeah. The Road to Stardom with Missy Elliott. Probably also a documentary. Guess so. If it says self, then that doesn't count as an actor. Uh, no, I don't say that. Like, what if you play yourself in a dra- dramatic movie? That's not easy to do. Sure. Yeah. She was on Dancing with the Stars. She uh, probably just performed or like oh, guest yeah, judge yeah. or something. Okay, let's see. Stupid pop-ups, go away. She was on the Way and the Wayans Brothers show TV okay. show. Uh, Good Times. She was the mom on Good Times. No, she was time. not. That's Esther <laughs> Roll. She wasn't in a lot. I mean, she was a guest on a lot of TV shows. <laughs> uh, There's a similarity there. Yeah. I can see it. One day she can grow into that. She was on Extreme Makeover. Well, sad. Home Edition, or like they just went at her face. Oh. Well, I don't know. Like, what, 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 I don't. I've never seen that show. Like, would they have celebrity guests, or is it if you're on that show, that means they're making you over? I haven't seen one episode. Yeah, yeah. she was on Cribs. Okay, that makes sense. She was on a lot of like those shows, like, like the Fabulous Life of Behind the Music. Yeah, so what you're saying is not much actual acting. Yeah, not okay. much unless it's her. Got it. She definitely played herself in that Honey movie. Oh yeah, because it was I didn't like see she, that as her credit. she played the she played Missy Elliott, and the, the idea was she was the hookup to get her into movie acting mm. or, or, or 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 music or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Why did you see that movie? I don't know. I think it was just on TV, and I didn't huh. turn it off once or something. There's three other movies. Did you watch Honey Three: Dare to Dance? No, oh my God. I barely watched Honey One. I barely, I couldn't tell you three things about that movie. Well, I feel like you told us three things yeah. about that movie just now. I don't think so. I knew you told uh, us two things. I just knew Missy Elliott's role in it. And That's you knew it. Jessica Alba was. Oh, in I knew one other thing that there's like an orphanage or something. It's like a cliched plot where she has to help this poor starving kid. Little Harlem. orphan album. Yeah, something like that. Was? Something like that. She has to. So she does a dance off or something. See, there you go. Three All right, I, I lied. I do. I did know three things about it, but right that's not you're... much for a fucking ninety-minute movie. Come on. Oh, there's a... there's a fourth thing. I know the running time. No, look up the running time. I bet you I'm wrong. I bet you it's less than ninety. I bet it. Yeah, it's probably in like the low eighties. <laughs> if it's exactly ninety minutes, I'm walking out of here. Oh no. It's an hour and thirty-four minutes. Oh, see, not ninety. Isn't that ninety? Ninety-four. What metric system okay. are you using? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, but if you uh, estimate it, it rounds down to... It is close, but it's not 90. Let's be... Come on now. If you're going to nitpick. Uh, 
not many shows will talk about Bruiser Brody and the movie Honey. Right. Not many like metal shows. Yeah, we'll talk is. about that. Yeah. But we do. Oh, yeah. We did have a musician on the show earlier as well. Yeah. I think it's safe it's, to say not many show. shows, period. We'll yeah. talk about either one of those two yeah. things. Yeah. Let alone both. We're pretty cool. That's true. So Rob, cool that Rob's on his phone. Yeah, Rob's. <laughs> He's, he's ordering something his, else uh, to listen to. I'm looking at facts. <laughs> just about, no, like, just listen to Darren. He just gave us yeah, four. I know everything I there more. is to know about the movie Honey. <laughs> and I just I just delivered all of it to you. Three things. And the rest of it is completely irrelevant. Every day this week on our social media, we're going to post another fact about the movie Honey. And nobody's going to understand what they're ta- we're talking about until they listen to you this We're going to get so much hate comments on like Metal Injection. On what do you post. think, Rob? Should we do that? No. All the God damn it. F- the first time listeners that tune in. You know, I wanted to hear some fucking metal and they're talking about some Honey shit. Good movie, though. I checked it out after the show. It was a really good movie. Jessica Alba's hot. Underrated. This is all IMDb comments. Five stars. Let's see. Who directed Hunter? Missy Elliott. John Singleton. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your they co-worker that guy. almost played Honey. Imagine. <laughs> oh, God. Billy Woodruff. Billy spelled B-I-L-L-E. Failure. Oh, wow. He's got 77 directing credits. This guy is busy. Did he direct Dancing with the Stars with Missy Elliott? He might, he's, he's directed Empire. This guy's like a contemporary of John Singleton. Yeah. Oh, so maybe they uh, he crossed paths. He Honey 3, Drumline. Oh, oh, God. Something called A Very Larry Christmas. What year is Drumline? Like, 03? Well, the one, I don't know if he directed the original. He directed the TV movie version, Drumline, <laughs> A New Beat, in 2014. How much oh. Drumline does the world need? Drumline, if you don't know, is just the movie Step It Up, but everyone plays drums. He directed a Bring It On sequel. Oh, God. <sighs> so he made the same movie over and over. He directed Beauty Shop. Oh, no. That's the wow. Queen Latifah movie, like, ripping off Barbershop, right? Or he's, a spinoff. He's directed some R. Kelly videos. <laughs> Fuck. Some Fat Joe. A lot of Britney Spears. <laughs> wow. And now you know all there is to know about, <laughs> about the director of Honey. Billy Woodruff. I just want to say, Billy Woodruff, having directed Honey, a thing I did not know about the movie Honey. <laughs> You're welcome, Dan. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. I don't know if I want to know, <laughs> but uh, I know for sure. I think he's directing the penultimate Game of Thrones episode, so that should be good. A lot of dance-offs. <laughs> Cersei and Tyrion are going to have a dance-off for... That's a spoiler. Oh. You just said they're still alive. Oops. <laughs> Damn it. Well, uh-huh. that's fine. I, don't, I, ne- I never said I care about spoiling shit. I'm now uh, two episodes into season two. I could tell you literally almost everything that happened in the last episode, and there wouldn't really be anything that spoilery about it because it was don't. so much inconsequential. Oh. Me and Rob had a whole thing. What? What thing? Of disagreeing about the quality of the last episode. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll join that eventually. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And probably not too long. We're plowing yeah. through this shit. It's yeah. Once you get into it, you want to. Yeah, I, re- I just want to get over, get through it so I don't have to avoid anything. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched the whole show leading up to this, and I started, like, in February. Oh, and I, I didn't think I, I was going to... Well, I, I finished right before the show started oh, two okay. weeks ago. So, like, uh, 
two and a half, three months. We did one season a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really can. You that's like the first season. We kind of uh, taking my time, and then like uh, the further and further in I got, it was like all right. I think like in one weekend I got through a season just because it was just like oh. And like season aren't three, long. no, and season and and it really really like picks up. I mean, it's always good. I don't think there's any lulls. Maybe season five, oh, there's, there's a bit of a lull, but even still, it's it's very. What I realized on the second viewing is things that I thought thought in the first viewing were like pointless interactions, actually had huge consequences. And when when you think these two characters are having like small talk leading to a bigger conversation. The stuff they say in the small talk is super important exposition that they're telling you that really comes into play a lot. It, it's so well done. So it's not like Lost, you're saying. Mm. It is the Everything opposite of Lost. Yes. Well, <laughs> let's hold off until these last three episodes the before we definitively say how much it is or isn't like Lost. There's a lot. Well, before other, there's a lot of payoff, to, especially stuff they build up in the first well, season. Well, it's not like Lost in the sense that Things they did in season two matter to season whatever. Yeah. Well, but the other thing, the the thing that has to be factored in with all this is that for the first, what, six seasons, they were working off of source material. Right, that's true, too. And then these I last two, yeah. oh, then really? it's been all these... They passed what he wrote up to. Yeah. He and told them where he was going to go with it, but they diverged and there's definitely been like a tonal shift and also though they didn't fully follow the books there's certain things in the books that they didn't but the important things the things that made it a unique show in the beginning yeah were george r R. martin's things and not theirs Mm -hmm. and those things have sort of fallen away well there's certain characters that lived longer or that died earlier Mm -hmm. that they didn't have like but you know, whatever. Uh, let's not spoil it for people. A lot of people don't know R R stands for Roland Roast. Oh, <laughs> delicious! Well, if you look at him, you yeah. believe it for sure. Exactly. That's why I said like. It's a lot. very yeah. metal show too. I feel like a lot of because of the swords, uh, like actual just the epicness of it oh. and the the soundtrack is well, pretty metal. It's like it's fantasy and that's yeah. very yeah. Very monomarthian. The guy from Mastodon was on. Yeah, if you remember. And then of Chris fucking Stapleton this week, which <sighs> come on. Come on, guys. Chris Stapleton? Yeah, he played uh, White Walker. It was like an extra that died. Noah Syndergaard was on. Yep. It's very strange that they just do this. They just have, like, famous people come by and, like, you want to be an extra? Sure, come on. Because they're playing people that don't matter at all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're such large casts and they're such big fans of the show that they'll take the trip to Iceland or wherever to be on set for a day. Yeah. I'd do it. No, I mean, if they're probably not going to get that invite now, you might maybe for one of the sequels, <laughs> maybe for the Confederacy the prequel. Uh, thing they do. What they're doing? A, well, I think they actually stopped developing, but they were developing uh, a series where the Confederacy would have won the Civil War. What life would oh, be yeah. like? And they canceled. It. And they canceled it because people were like, "Wait, was uh, isn't that what the David Simon thing was?" I, isn't that what that is? And I thought that was still happening, no? I don't know. I think it was just them. A book? Who's them? Uh, the D.B. Weiss and David, the, the two creators. Benny Off and Weiss. Whatever, yeah. Oh, okay. That I don't know about. But I know I David Simon's David working Simon. on something similar. Lord Pazbani of the House of the Ball Stretchers. <laughs> we started with ball stretching, yeah. and we're almost ending with ball stretching. Almost. 
your balls have come full circle so around. No, oh! so to, to it's come, like an Ouroboros of oh. testicle. To come full circle, uh, what advice that I imparted to you about ball stretching did you use, if uh, any? All right. Well, I don't remember what you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like follow up with you. Okay. <laughs> oh, now? Oh, okay. Take him out, Rob. Uh, well, the first thing is you're massaging the nuts. You're not like, so, you, okay. you don't want to try to hurt them. Don't beat them like a tambourine. Say, wait, and also, what I say to the do nuts. Do all guys like getting their balls massaged? No. Yes. Because aren't they like sensitive? Yes, yes, the the eggs are sensitive. Like, well, I'm not going to squeeze the eggs, but right? Like to massage you, well, them. What like, I say, play with my. <laughs> like I really mean the nutsack, not so much the actual nuts. The scrot. So what the are you scrotum. doing? Like pulling on the skin? Yeah, yeah. Like massage, like like pushing it back. So and like, like playing going with the like skin. this, like you're asking for money, like, like for you're, a tip. You're the stereotypical money grubbing Jew. <laughs> yeah. Right. You do the money the money hand it's thing, but on your nuts, and then you like pull it down. The rat nose guy. <laughs> With the beard. What about like cuffing it? Oh, oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like if you're walking on Eighth Avenue and yeah, you're like, smoking weed and you get yeah. cuffed. <laughs> yes, definitely. Darren that. will never let you live that down. He like, shouldn't. Doing a like, like kind of creating I a agree. cock ring with your hand, right, around the nutsack, and then like oh, do you stretching go up and down, down, yeah, down the shaft a little. Yeah. See, if you and I Wait. walked away from the table right now, how long do you think this episode would go on for? Four and a half hours. Oh, I have a lot of questions. Wait, so so you also, guys don't like say, it because it, oh, it hurts. I want to say it's a slow, pro- it's a slow, pro- you can't like dive into it. Like you got to <laughs> listen, I, I can take it, but it's a little uncomfortable. You got to take, you take it slowly. And then the, just the, picture like, you diving into it. The more relaxed. But you said is. you don't like pain. Is there a, like an element of pain in it then? No, if it starts getting painful, I stop or I request it to, what to would be make stopped it painful? if someone is uh, like if. If my if it's being squeezed too hard or like if the stretching Squeeze. is too long, like okay. that's where I kind of like I like no I, I I believe that's where the sadism comes in which I'm not into. And this is already always you doing it or you have no uh, no others. I've had others stretch my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is welcome to stretch more than one at the same I'm time. I'm stretching Rob's nuts right now under the table. Wow, <laughs> they are long. <laughs> Pretty long table. Maybe this is it's what the f- fight at uh, White Castle was about when your nuts flopped out. <laughs> <into the shoe. laughs> man, you got them nice shoes and you let your balls flop on top of them? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Think you're better than me because your balls are long, motherfucker? It was summertime, so. Break out the ruler. But it is it is the... Uh, it is. Uh, Can you use a chicken ring? For example, when I'm, get, when I'm getting... <laughs> you could. It's mm. uh, a very skinny penis. But There's not much <laughs> hole there. Chicken wings uh, are stretchy. Wait, Rob's about to give a tip. Be quiet. I was going to say, like, just the tip. The hottest thing when, when I'm getting head is if my balls are being cupped as I'm getting head. I enjoy that. Okay, I was watching a porn, and, like, the girl went over the balls up to the shaft. Does that hurt, or does that feel good? What do you mean over? Like, like, like she's stroking? Okay, like, let's say I'm, I'm holding the balls right here, and yeah. then I'm, like, going up like that. And yeah, I'm into that. And up like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. All right, guys, go another room. Yeah, let's just like, get it try over. It? Try it out. Yeah, if you want to try it out on me, I can tell you, like, oh no, this is too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. So when you have are to... we at that point in our friendship <laughs> where you can guide me? Like, I that? don't know if I, 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 I probably it'd be hard to get a boner. So would it be the full? Yeah. Experience? Do you need a boner for your balls? 
I'm just what saying a the, weird that's question. a drop for sure. I don't know <laughs> what the answer is. The full experience. You get the full. Okay, dear. we'll just put like virtual reality glasses on you so you don't even see me. Okay, You great. see something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so educational. I hope, I hope people, people try it out. Yeah, if you have any tips you want to share with me. Yeah, if you enjoy, send me an email. Your balls being stretched or stretching others' balls and have tips. Let no one know. I love getting information. I love balls. (laughs) I love balls. (sighs) I'm just glad that I have friends that I can ask these things of. Yeah, exploring your bodies. It's fun. We're body pods. That's right. We're body positive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speak for. <laughs> okay well unless you want to end the show i could tell you what what porns i've been watching oh, oh sure sure let's hear it rob's instructional video yeah <laughs> robert pasbani do a search on pornhub no, i'm not see what comes listed up listed on there for some reason like a lot of oh, like, you have a private video it's an alias <laughs> <laughs> like uh i've never watched this stuff before oh. i go around Go ahead, Darren. I go around. <laughs> I go around the balls. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Stuttering a little bit. I kept pausing it because you were saying something. <laughs> His mouth was quivering. Uh, <laughs> I've been getting like a lot of like um, like family porn. I was talking about this before about how like all porn now is like stepsister or uncle, like every so fucking Game of porn Thrones now. clips. Is that what you watch? Is, is that why? Is it because it's like a theme? I don't and think so. Think I think it's like a big it's... trend right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. But because... I don't think it's because of Game of Thrones. Oh no, not because of Game of Thrones. Just it's right. just it's weird. It's always yeah, like oh my stepmom, but then like they just yeah. no, no, call no, I don't like mommy. the mom ones. I like the brother and sister. Oh, stepsister has to be a stepsister. But I like the. Okay. This is awkward, but we have your brother Tal on the phone right now. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Like I like that they like walk into the bedroom and she's sleeping, and that's how she wakes up because like the guy's like rubbing his penis on her or something. Wow, not even any prelude, huh? <laughs> so she just wakes up to like some. Well, no, no, and... there's like a whole other part of the video. I fast forward. I don't care about their conversation. So let me ask you. So that's a step sister and brother. Like, all right. So let's say you opened up a video. Mm-hmm. And you start watching it, and it mm-hmm. turns out that in the like in the story, they're really brother and sister. That no, I don't better like or worse. Worse. Okay. What if I they're just friends? So I so. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's to, the worst. <laughs> fuck that. Do they have to be stepbrothers? It needs to be just a hint of ribaldry without actually being <laughs> over the top incestuous the part okay so the incest part like the fact that they're family that's not the part that turns me on the part that turns me on is like that it's like forbidden and that it's like surprising like oh my god what are you doing here she never thought she'd be sleeping with her step yeah but then it's like you know i you live here nice that's day. what i'm doing here yeah <laughs> yeah like right i so, hear you i like that mm-hmm yeah. Okay. The ones that I see more often than something like that, it's like he catches her doing something she shouldn't be, and then blackmails her into sucking his dick. That kind of stuff. This seems to be no, a I don't like common that. theme. No. No, they have like, to both be agreeable. Is that what, uh... Yeah. No, she gets into it after like that, I, thirty that seconds. Like a lot that of kind of start scenario, out like that kind of scenario does turn me on, where it's like kind of blackmail at first but i never care about the scenario it. like it's usually before i've skipped ahead i just catch that part and i'm like oh okay i guess that's Whatever. how i know i'm getting older like i need a little bit yeah 
you like dialogue plot. where before it was yeah. just like just get to the fucking. Uh, I could do either or. Right, same. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker for me, but it's not. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily enhance anything. A scenario or like a certain uh, position change or uh, like chord a, structure. Yeah, like yeah. sick tones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that when it goes from the uh. to like. Oh, like like when the lube has clearly uh. stopped working and it's <laughs> just smoke coming out of there. Like a Started a fire like a Boy Scout. And then, and then Billy Joel. Maybe that's over. where they got the, the name Tinder. Scout. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Clear and brush out <laughs> of the bush. I think there's that that's a good note to end on. Okay. Yeah, you can't beat that. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you on this year five hundred and thirteenth. Rob's episode. it's your pleasure because we've all been stretching your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're all holding a piece. Metaphor. <laughs> oh my god. Uh thank you for listening. Always appreciate some feedback. Hate mail at metalinjection.net. That is our email. You can send us your feedback by text, you know, like a traditional email or record a voice memo. Send us that. Uh, I want to thank Keith Buckley from The Damn Things. going to be on tour all next month. Good album they just put out. And uh, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord chat that we uh, were in all the time. And uh, we'll see you next week. Darren, uh, play us out. Okay. Go pee.
me go pee. I'm in love with a handsome Jew. Let me blow you like an old kazoo. I need my hot pills cause of you. I'm in love with Doransky. I get the runs when I think. 90 seconds. My drawers are stained with poo. Watch you pick it Rudy Flicks while I snuggle with you. I'm in love with Doransky. Kiss me, Doretsky, come on. Come 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 kiss me, Doretsky, come on. Hey, yo, mom. in love with a handsome Jew. Let's play some poker, then go screw. I see your discounts all for you. I'm in love with Dorinsky, but on my orthopedic shoes, I take you out to Jerusalem to be dreaming at the BMW. I'm in love with Dorinsky, come kiss me, Dorinsky, come on. Come kiss me, Dorinsky, come kiss me, Dorinsky, come on. Come kiss me, Dorinsky, come kiss me, Dorinsky, come on. 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 Come kiss me, Dorinsky